Hey, what's up, everybody? We got another week of the PBR Sports Pod coming up. Uh, once again, no Pat this week. It's just going to be me and Beef uh, probably for the next couple of weeks, actually. We won't, probably won't get Pat back until um, like mid, mid-December or so. But we do have a full recap of week 13. Uh, we cover the Thanksgiving games. We go over the full uh, slate from Sunday. And periodically, we're going to bring up our... I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. Actually, it's going to be week 12 that we're recapping. Uh, stay tuned later on in the episode for week 13 picks as well as a little college little college update. We haven't done that in a couple of weeks. A little update on playoff scenarios, some big games going down, a little preview of Championship Sunday. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the PBR Sports Pod. to bed especially on football nowadays they parted ways but still talk once a week so thanks for stopping in just to listen to us speak Pat and beef and Russ discuss who's real and who's a fraud it's the PBR sports pod and we are live another week of the PBR sports pod here um lot lot of lot of good NFL to get to I feel like I feel like we've got a lot of good notes on some of these games come a few stinkers that we had on Sunday but I feel like overall it was a pretty decent slate of games I thought the Thanksgiving games were well two out of the three were better than usual Oh yeah, I think Bears Lions. I mean, we'll get to the Bears Lions first, but I thought I mean we can just go ahead and just jump right into it if we're going chronological here. I thought Bears Lions was way better than I thought it was going to be, mostly yeah. because well, Jared, before, Jared Goff we, actually played. Yeah, right. Before we jump right into football, uh, we did a little talking precast. Do you have any any Thanksgiving shit you wanted to throw out there? Pat's not with us tonight. Also, big. He's he's getting his mental pump on right now. Big studying Pat. Um, no, nothing, nothing really crazy happened on Thanksgiving. I was, I was telling you about the funny, I, I had the funny little geezer, uh, the, the geezer take, uh, not to get too, nobody, nobody likes to get too political on Thanksgiving or on this podcast, but it was pretty funny. Yeah, but too, they uh, do, they love, they do love it on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but it, it was, uh, it, it was pretty funny to sit there and have a little back and forth with this geese about, uh, national anthem stuff and, uh. The conversation ultimately, I was just sitting there thinking in the back of my head, like, "Yeah, this is inevitably going to lead to somehow talking about kneeling during the national anthem and Colin Kaepernick." Yeah. And of course, of course, it eventually did and made the entire room kind of uncomfortable. And we, uh, we, we moved on. We, we made it through the day. What do you think the half life is on Republicans just bringing up kneeling in sports? Like, how many more years before we just don't hear about it anymore? Mm, well, it's been. Right? It's, like, when's the last time do people still even kneel? I, I like. I, I like the term "half life" there because for those for for a couple of years there, it was like you couldn't go a week without hearing about it, and then right. now it's like I feel like you only hear about it at at major holidays. That's what I mean. I mean, do 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 play? We watch a lot of sports. I feel like if they if it happens, I don't even notice it. Do players even still kneel? I don't. I don't think. I don't think so. They don't. So it's over. 
So now the question is how long, how many years are we going to hear about this from Keys? I think this was legitimately the first, that was the first time I had even heard it brought up in at least a couple of years. At least a couple of years, probably. Um, Yeah, I'd say if I'm, if I'm setting the over under, I'd probably set it at like 2024, maybe. Give it give it a few more years, let it rest. Which one lasts for sure? For sure, COVID variants outlive kneeling conversations, right? Oh yeah, I'm kind of I'm I've kind of already been in the mindset of COVID variances are just something that we're going to it's just going to be a part of our life. Yeah, supposedly there's a new one on the way from Africa that's going to kill us all. So watch out for that. Yeah, yeah. It's South sucks. Park, by the way, shout out South Park, the post COVID special part one. Uh, very good. Oh, the, dude, the other the other two were funny as hell. I, I love the other two, the, the the vaccine specials or whatever. Parts Have one you seen the premise at least for this new one? No. It's so it's post COVID and it opens up being like the pandemic is finally over and people can get back to normal. And then you see Stan and Kyle and they're like in their late forties. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, it's good. But yeah. Um, Bears Lions, um, all week long, the whole narrative all week long was nobody cares. This game's gonna suck. It, I cared. It kind of did. It kind. It kind of sucked. It wasn't like a great game or anything, but it was I close. It was fun. I, I it was, had a fun time watching it. It was close. Uh, uh, credit to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had a, had a de- at least a decent stat line. I don't know that I would say that he played lights out or anything, but he had a decent stat line. He went what twenty four. Played a good game. Twenty four thirty nine. Three seventeen. One and one. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. Darnell Mooney too. If I'm if I'm shouting out other other good stat lines, Darnell Mooney had five for 123 yards. Anytime a Bears receiver goes under over 100 yards, I feel like that's like breaking news. The real interesting things to watch it was to me was the two coaches because how many times were you listening to the broadcast while you were watching it, or was no, like family show? No, there was like there was like music playing. Dude, I can't tell you. I mean, set the over under at twenty for how many times it got referenced that like, yeah, news is coming out that Matt Nagy's gonna be fired. You know, he's under a lot of pressure right now. A lot of pressure on Matt Nagy. And uh he's gonna be because there was a leak so apparently that he was gonna get fired immediately after the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, I saw that, which um, was ridiculous. Which the Bears have never fired a coach in the middle of their season, yeah. ever in their entire team's history. Um so I don't know where that came from, but yeah, they were just really giving him a lot of slack when it's and then shitting on Dan Campbell, which we'll get to in a second. But in my opinion, it's much more fun to do the opposite. Like if you're a real football guy, you love Dan Campbell and you shit on Matt Nagy. You know what I mean? Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Nagy is low hanging fruit, mostly just because he just said like the way he handles the media and the way he handles every single question is just like. It's like he's writing. It's every every time I I, I imagine Matt. Nat, I I just recently watched uh, the campaign with Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Funny ass movie, dumb movie, but very funny movie. Um, and I always think of that scene whenever I imagine like Matt Nagy talking with like his PR team or whoever the fuck he talks to before press conferences. And I imagine the scene uh, with Will Ferrell talking to Jason Sudeikis, and he's talking about he's he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna go fuck his wife." He's like, "That's what happens. You do this." <laughs> I fuck your wife. And he's like, what do you got over there? A book of bad ideas? <laughs> that's, what, that's what I imagine, like, how every single conversation with Matt Nagy goes when he's like, how are you going to handle this question? <laughs> I feel like Matt Nagy does literally have a book of bad ideas, though. 
Like, it, it feels like when he was uh, working under Andy Reid, he had a book of good ideas and a book of bad ideas, and then somebody switched the labels, and he's just been reading out of the wrong book. Yeah, either that or uh, he was just standing on the sidelines chewing gum and uh, d- not really doing anything during the game and just taking credit for everything that Andy Reid was doing. <laughs> hey, man. I think that's much coach more Coach of the year in Chicago, though. He was coach of the year. That's true. People people forget like how, how fucking hot everyone was for Matt Nagy coming out of Kansas City. I'm starting to think, though, that the coach of the year is the new Madden curse. Mm, maybe. Because Stefanski got it last year, right? That's right. Yeah, and look at look at him now. Who got a year before that? Um, let's see. Who would have gotten it? I don't think we have time to sit here on dead air. Yeah, I don't, I don't care this. that much. Anyway, this game though, I my Doug, I, again, didn't Doug, I, didn't Doug the, I, I didn't listen to you, dude. I, I circled the Lions again, and uh, I do still want them to win desperately. But goddamn, dude, they they don't want to win. Like the double timeout thing and then Dan Campbell in his interview talking about how like oh it was the right call because we saw this read and it would have been a touchdown and it's like no dude it's still not the right call to just self penalty like that from the sideline. I actually had when an you saw the ref take. come up and his surprise at he's like like he his surprise on his face he, he leaned his head back like I didn't know that was that I couldn't do that. It's like come on man like we're all pulling for you Dan Campbell. You can't give a game away like that. I mean yeah, and this a winnable fucking game. The this, Lions should have won that game. I feel like this just goes to our point that we and we 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 had we had similar we had like same thing in the off season about the idea of like it's like the raw raw guy thing doesn't work in the NFL. So it's like Dan Campbell can only get his guys emotionally up there, you know, so many times a year, or like so many times during a week at practice. But like at the end of the day, what the recipe to win games in the NFL has nothing to do with like. Your heart. It's not like every. It's not like every game in the NFL is like Kurt Russell giving his like speech about screwing the Russians, and I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Patriots or fucking smashing watermelons. Like it really is just X's and O's and like scheme is what wins you games in the NFL. Not this idea that we're gonna we're just gonna be tough and we're gonna be physical. Like that's one element, but you got to have more than that. And it feels like Dan Campbell doesn't have that sauce. It feels like he still has you know the. Players, I, I don't know. They just they look sloppy, man. Like, and then losing, you know, DeAndre Swift gets hurt. You're fucked. That's your entire offense right there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was already banged up supposedly, so they had him on a snap count, and then he gets full hurt. Um, you get a million penalties on the drive that was supposed to win you the game, and then you have like players just. It was just sloppy, dude. Like yeah. they're fucking. I don't know who the Mike is in Detroit. Sorry, that guy. I forget his name. But he left the game because his own safety crashed down into him. And I know that kind of thing happens, but it just didn't look like a normal multi-car pileup. It looked like just sloppy play. I don't yeah, know, the Lions miscommunication just, after oh. miscommunication, yeah. Um, exactly. Miscommunication is the best way to put it. Yeah, but yeah I don't have much else to say about that game. Um, shout out Cairo Santos. Uh, actually had a good kicking day for the Bears. Ended up getting the walk-off kick there at the end. Which it wasn't very dramatic. It was like closer than an extra. It was like a twenty-nine yard field goal to walk it off or something like that. It was something super close. A little chip shot to walk it off. Everyone in the building knew it was going in. Um, barring like a botched hold or a fucking blocked kick or something. Um, it's funny too how much time they spent thinking about whether to kick it or not. That just goes to show you the state of kicking in the in the NFL, mm-hmm. where nobody trusts a kicker to just do the most basic form of their job. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean. 
I mean, what? There's like maybe five kickers in the NFL right now that you trust. Less. Justin Tucker. I'd say Justin Tucker, Youngway Koo, probably uh, um, Robbie Gold. That might literally be it, dude. Robbie, I would say Robbie Gold on there. Um, Nick Folk. Nick Folk, yeah. Maybe Harris. I maybe I throw Harrison Bucker on there as like an honorable mention. Yeah. Harrison Bucker though, it's weird. He's like he's like the new like Mister Clutch. Like he's not gonna like make every single kick. Like he'll miss kicks from time to time. But like I feel like Bucker always makes the kicks that he has to make. I guess we should throw Carlson up there since we're getting into the Raiders game because he had more also fantasy true. points than like also true. Most I love receivers. I love that. I I love that transition. Cowboys and Raiders. Um, holy fucking penalties was my first note that I had on this game. Holy there fucking penalties, dude. That was unbelievable, dude. Well, I got it. I got it right here. There was 28 total penalties in that game, 14 on each team, which it's like I that's got to be a season high for both for both teams. 176 total yards and penalties. That's absurd. The refs completely yeah, the refs completely uh, controlled this game um, from start to finish. Pat Pat dropped a, a he he threw a article in the chat about how like this year refs control the games more than like any other year. I don't know how I didn't read the article, so I don't know how far back that article was 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 going. I feel like you could you can make that. I feel like that's kind of a subjective thing to say, but yeah, sure. I mean, the refs technically control every game, and that's technically their job. But it's still it was just annoying, especially when you see again we every time we harp on the refs, I feel like I make the same point where it's just I need consistency. That, exactly. If they exactly. were always like that, the game would adapt. But there's no consistency. Like, look at that game versus the game on Thanksgiving night. Nothing was called. I mean, I saw things that even I thought were – I texted you guys. I was like, I don't know what taunting is anymore because I saw flagrant taunting and no call. Whereas in the Cowboys game, it was just everything under the sun. Where's the laundry fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the inconsistencies are getting really annoying. I feel like a lot of people are getting getting uh, fed up with it. I, I like to err on the side of, like – I like to. I mean, I feel like this is not a hot take at all, right? But you you want to see the refs less involved in the game, but ultimately that's what fucking shout out once again, New Orleans Saints fans. Thank you for fucking up the state of football because you guys bitched and complained so much that now the refs are fully involved in every single fucking game because they don't ever want to have ever have it happen again where there's a no call and like that's the thing that decides a game is a, a no call. Yeah. Also, breaking news. Um, apparently. LSU is about to announce that they are hiring Brian Kelly, allegedly. <sighs> I thought you were about to say Matt Campbell there for a second. I was about to. I was. I. I, I, I got a little nervous there for a second when you were breaking that news. Um, I was talking to my dad. Side note: talking to my dad over the weekend. My dad is fully in the downward downward spiral right now. Of that, Iowa State just lost everybody, and Matt Campbell's going to leave, and he's going to go coach fucking Notre Dame or something like that, or he's going to he, he or Florida or. He's going to take one of these high-profile jobs. Well, Florida, Florida already hired a coach, but yeah. Oh yeah, I did see they hired um they hired Louisiana Lafayette's coach Napier Napier. Yeah, he was he was Louisiana this, this, Lafayette's it, it, coach. We'll, we'll get to this more in college football talk, but this yeah. feels like the biggest coach carousel that we've had for a while. For a while, yeah, definitely, definitely, especially with like the big the big time jobs. Yeah, we'll get to the whole Lincoln yeah, Riley you're news due every four years or so. It's like a it's like a term of election office, election yeah. year. Yeah, it's an election year in college football. Um, yeah, that's a good. It's an election year. But, uh, 
but yeah, um, the Cowboys. It's a North Korean election, though. Back to this, back to this, uh, back to this game, though. The the Cowboys just the Cowboys' offense was still putting up points, but it's just like you could just tell in those in those moments where Dak needed somebody, how much different that offense looks without. Um, I was trying to come up with a good nickname for this duo. The best one I could come up with was. It's kind of lame because you got to put CD Lamb's initials in the middle, but it was ACDC. So I like that. Amari, like CD, and Cooper, ACDC. I like that. Yeah. If you're but dyslexic, yeah. that, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> um, um, no, but again, like, and again, it, it got said, I don't know how many fucking hundreds of times during the broadcast, like, best offensive football, you know? And again, it was weird. You had Tony Romo called this game, Drew Brees announced the Saints game. I don't know if that's just a holiday treat. I personally, I'm against that. I don't think they should be allowed to do that. They did it. But, so they did. They do that every year. So basically, so typically it's Tariko. So who was it? It was it Tariko and Breeze that were calling the Thanksgiving game. Usually they yeah. give th- Thanksgiving week. They give Collinsworth and and Michaels the the week off, like every every single week, every single year. Yeah, that makes sense. But I'm saying I don't necessarily want. It's too recent to have Drew Brees calling a Saints game. And it honestly still feels too recent to have Tony Romo calling a Cowboys game, even though it's been, what, like five years? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Whatever. And he, I felt Especially both of them whenever were, I watch, were pretty, whenever pretty whenever I watch Aikman, for the most part. Whenever I, I, mean, I mean, Aikman also hasn't played for the Cowboys in like 25 years, but I feel like Aikman's, saying, dude. Yeah. A- Aikman's pretty good about not – like he, he doesn't just suck off the Cowboys for no reason. Like Aikman's usually pretty objective well, about the Cowboys. Well, Aikman has forgotten that he ever played for the Cowboys. Yes, <laughs> That's also true. Also, I feel like Aikman is uh, – he still, he still relishes the idea that like his Cowboys were the fucking actual Cowboys. So I think he gets off on the fact that they haven't been good since he has been their quarterback. Yeah, he probably feels good about it. Whereas yeah. Romo – I mean, you know, I, I I know Pat's not here. Pat hates Romo in the booth. I love Romo in the booth, but I think he's fine. Romo on the field was just him. so easy to make fun of. Yeah, well, it's because he was Romo was that guy. Honestly, I feel like a decent comp for Romo is kind of Josh Allen because he would make those big ass plays. Like Romo, like he was the man, or he was doing something completely fucking stupid. Yeah, that's not a bad comp. I would almost go Stafford on the Lions would be a, a good comp for Romo too. Yeah, that's not bad. But yeah, and then the uh, the only other, yeah, other so note, are you, do you how, how do you feel about the Raiders moving forward? Division rivals for you guys. They're I mean, they're besides, obviously. I mean, they're the second best team in your division. They're obviously they're obviously still really talented outside, I and mean, even even after losing um, fucking Henry Ruggs and Basicia seems like a pretty good coach. It seems like I mean. Word on the street is he's going to be the head coach. Yeah, probably. which I don't. He's like. getting the Doug Marone promotion. I don't hate that move. I think that I mean sample size is still pretty fucking small, but the little sample size that we have kind of seems like he's he's right there with Gruden. Like the, the the Raiders are still, you know, reporting for duty as always, and they're still they're still showing up to games and being super competitive. They still look like the same team essentially. They're doing a pretty good job of adjusting to life without Henry Ruggs. And it helps their D line to, to transition. Is here. their D line the best D line in football? Mm, they they have they, they they have their moments, but they also like I don't know. They I think they're they they make the big splash plays, but down I don't know if I'm willing to say that down like down to down. I don't know. I man. still think they that, feel they feel to me, especially against the Cowboys, have had the best off or a top five offensive line just yeah. for my entire life. Shooting from the hip, they're definitely up there. I don't. I, I'm sure if I if I put some more thought into this. I could come up with a better argument for some other teams, but Max Crosby's really good. That's the only guy. Shit, fucking Yannick Ngakwe looked good. I, I don't yeah. like saying that, but he did. 
Yeah, um, and that was with to, uh, to note to Tyron Smith was in this game. So the Chiefs, the Chiefs got to got to play against the Cowboys last week without Tyron Smith. Uh, he was actually uh-huh. he was back this week and played a decent game. He wasn't really matched up exactly on Max Crosby or anything like that, but yeah. But uh, I'd say moving like takeaways from this game is that both of these teams are like the Raiders are still for real or like they're back in my for real category. And the Cowboys, even with a loss here, it's like, yeah, not worried. Like the Cowboys are still top two, top three in the NFC. Yeah, I put them at three. If I'm like shooting from the hit power rankings for top three real quick, I would go Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys. I got to give the edge, I think. Well, no, I guess since they did the head-to-head matchup, Packers won. Um, Yeah, it's tough. Cardinals with the injuries and shit. And then, of course, now (laughs) COVID is taking down the Cowboys, which I guess Mike McCarthy, how he didn't get it and everybody else got it so soon is beyond me because Mike McCarthy is a bad piece of shit. Well, it's because nobody wants to be around him. Mm. Good call. Yeah. Um, Um, Night game, though. Yep. I have almost nothing to say about this game. I mean, the only thing that I have to say about this game, well, I, have, I guess I have, I, have, I have a few notes here, but they all kind of blend together. Yeah. One is that I Saints feel, Bills. I feel fucking, I feel really fucking stupid for thinking that. So me, me and Pat both have the Saints circled in this game. My thought going into this game was that the Saints. You guys both. You guys both. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You guys both low key love the Saints. I have to go back we all and, talk about this all the time about how we all hate the Saints. We're not a Saints podcast. We've come out formally and said "fuck the Saints" as a podcast. You and Pat fucking love the Saints, and I don't get it. My, I guess my my reasoning is that I love the way the Saints are built, and the Saints are built to be like they're kind of like the like this like the Steelers, I guess, where it's like they're built to never suck. Like they're built they're built so well from just like they fucking sucked on Thursday. They sure did. And that's because my first note, Trevor Simeon fucking sucks. They have no quarterback. Yeah, right why, now why was he the quarterback? Why? Because Taysom Hill's not a quarterback. Do you, do you remember last year? Do you remember last year how bad the Saints looked yeah. with Taysom Hill at quarterback? Yeah. That's, that, that, okay, that's so why. you're telling me you, you have – if you're Sean Payton, right, forget contracts because there's a whole other argument to be made about where the money's going. Dude, I, yeah, fuck, Payton, fuck the contract thing because I have no clue. I have no clue where to start with the contract thing. Either. I don't either. I don't either. But let's, just, let's, let's disregard that even though that's another point to be made. If you're Sean Payton, do you put Trevor Simeon in that game? Keep him in for all four quarters. Well, he didn't. They did put Taysom in. I turned it off in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they did. They did put Taysom in eventually, and nothing changed. When it was gone, and when yeah. it was too late. Yeah, but essentially, it, the, the weird thing about this game is that the final score would say the final score would tell you that the Bills dominated this game, but in reality, it didn't really feel like that. It just felt like the bill the Bills were doing everything just like a little bit better than the Saints were. It didn't feel like anything. To me, it felt like they dominated it. Not, I mean, what was the, the the Saints had what three points at the half? It was thirty. Yeah, it was it was thir- it was thirty one to six was the final. Really, it was like the classic boat race though, where it was like the game was close, and then it was like a the, the Bills separated a little bit, and then it was almost like garbage time kind of made that score a little bit worse than it actually was. Like it, it was it was a it was a traditional boat boat race essentially, where it was just like one team was just a little bit more physical, executed a, li- a little bit better, made the big plays when they had to. But, like, I, I'm not walking away from this game, like, super confident in the Bills, you know? I don't feel I don't feel real great about what I saw out of, out of the Bills. Is that fair to say? I don't feel like I yeah, learned. Yeah, I, I think we're all down. The Bills and the Rams, 
as far as uh, those are like our. Do you remember our, our our peak our peak two early teams, the Bills and the Rams? Yeah, it's like the first time that in the first Fast and Furious when Dom and Brian raced for the very first time. I do remember that. I just watched yeah. it this year. And yeah, and Brian Brian turned on his NOS too early and blew out his engine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the the and Brian. He's like, and the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, and the Rams are going to be sitting there, uh, like with the first round exit to the playoffs, and being like, "I almost had you, though." Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. The Brian Underlights uh, Skyline teams of the year mm-hmm. are the Bills and the Rams. Yeah, and then Bill, you, you, Bill Belichick's going to be standing there with arms wide open and being like, "You never had me. You never had your division." You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You never had your car. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's funny because the Patriots are. We'll get to we'll get to the Patriots, but yeah, that's all. That's I'm all so I got for our, that. that's all I've got for our Thanksgiving games. That's um, all I got for Thanksgiving. Do you want to do you do you want to do you want to talk on the Jags real quick? Um, I don't really have anything to say about the Jags. I mean, fuck, dude. Like the only thing uh, that I had to say about that game was that Cordell Patterson was essentially the difference in that game. He was the only Every guy. Every week, man. He was Every the only guy in the, the Jags. The Jags like to play a little game where we call make a career. You pick one team. Every every week we play a team, pick one guy on that team, we're going to make his career. Cordero Patterson absolutely went off. I mean, so much so that in the second half he didn't even do a whole lot, and he still his stat line was fucking incredible. Uh, also, uh, JD started him against me this week, so I'm going to get to feel that twice. Eesh. I'm probably going to lose in fantasy this week. But – um. Yeah, I mean, there were times where I mean, Trevor threw some bad ball. I mean, again, our, I, I, I get tired of saying the same shit about. Everybody's tired of hearing me say the same shit about the Jaguars every week. We have no receivers to speak of. Um, Marvin Jones had a great one-handed grab. There was a, I'd yes, say he two did. quarters. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor reminded everyone that he's still the first overall pick, and he looked great. And in two quarters, he looked like a rookie quarterback. So whatever. Uh, Tyson Campbell. I've been shitting on about not being able to turn his head around, having no ball awareness. Tyson Campbell played an incredible game, had an interception that ultimately led to no points, but happy to see that makes me think that we won't have to draft a corner right away. Now we can get some more weapons in the draft. I hate that. I'm even talking about the draft. Uh, Yeah. The Jags put up some fight, you know, Um, James Robinson, Fuck you, pro football focus, going off about James Robinson's never fumbled. That's the reason that he fumbled, his first ever fumble. Um, I can't wait for ETN to come back because then Carlos Hyde won't be on this fucking team anymore. Hopefully. Jesus Christ. Um, again, same same shit. Tough loss. Jack, the players in interviews talking about how they're sick and tired of it. Urban talking about uh, that question, you should talk to my coordinators. and it, It's whatever. I mean, it's – yeah. I know what yeah. this season is. This was one that I had circled for a win. We go to the Rams next week. Yep, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later too when we when we do our picks. Big game. Yeah. Um, moving on though, we can probably get through. We got a few minutes left here. Let's do like two minutes each. On let's do let's do one. Um, Jets Texans. Couple takes what took. Couple takeaways from Jets te- Jets and Texans that I had. Really only two. It was two plays that happened because overall the game was kind of boring and nobody really gave a shit. Uh, Zach Wilson, though, had one of the most hilarious interceptions, like, since the butt fumble. Um, and classic Jets, just Zach Wilson. Yeah, the shovelception. Yeah, Jack, Zach Wilson trying to do too much. Freak freak play. 
99 times out of 100, that ball just hits the ground and everyone just forgets about it. But the fact that it was picked off made it 10 times more hilarious. And then uh, John Franklin Myers having his, like, crazy, like, batted, like, batted straight up into the air and, like, no one's around him. And he was, like, waiting to, like, field a punt, basically, to catch his own batted pass uh, for the Jets that kind of offset the the hilariously bad Zach Wilson interception. Other than that. Yeah, it looks like a volleyball move. Um, Good win for the Jets, I guess. Sure, you won. You won a game. I mean, any any win Zach for the Wilson's Jets right now is a good still, is a good win, right? Yeah, that's true. Zach Wilson's definitely still hurt. Um, sucks. That's big of sucks. you. Sucks. If Trevor was that's hurt, big of I you to say that. I want to point that out. That's that's very big of you to say that. To give him the what? To give Zach Wilson at least the credit to being like he's he is definitely still he's not one hundred percent. He is, dude. He's talking about how his knee doesn't feel stable. He doesn't even say it's bothering him. He says it doesn't feel stable. Like that's you need that shit to walk around. Um, I don't listen. <laughs> My Zach Wilson takes I've been very transparent about. I don't hate the guy. I just don't think he's the guy. No. Um, and if I was a Jets fan, I wouldn't know how to feel. If again, if Trevor was hurt, I don't. Even as bad as we are with him playing, if he was hurt, I'd be a wreck. And if we put him out there hurt and told him to play. I'd be furious. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm Bob Sala, I'm putting Josh Johnson in there, probably. Right? Like, I I agree. I totally agree. Um, and then one other game that I wanted to uh, run down real quick was uh, <clears throat> Panthers Dolphins because that was another game that was just kind of like nobody really gave a shit about. Both teams are pretty average. The Dolphins are kind of on the up and up right now. I don't know about playoffs, but they're definitely going to make a make a push for it. Jalen Waddle. Had uh, his like first like real breakout like holy shit welcome to the NFL Jalen Waddle game. Yeah, he did that after I dropped him off my team. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's got his own little celebration that he's doing now. Yeah, the, the Dolphins are on how many weeks in a row now? Is this four or five? Uh, four. Four weeks in a row. Dolphins looking good. Yeah, but I, it's one of those things where it's like if you if you run it back and you go look, it's like well who who did they beat? Okay, sure. The NFL is competitive. Any wins is is a good win, I guess. But I just can't see this team being competitive. It, it, it's one of those things. If they do make the playoffs, good for you. I don't. You're not going to make a run or nothing. But just because of your piss poor start to the season, um, I'm just. It's nice to see them back on track at least because I, in the off season I was very high on the Dolphins. Yeah, a lot. Of, I think uh, I feel like a lot of us were. Um, the only yeah. other thing that I wanted to speak on this. So Cam got benched. Obviously, Cam didn't look good, but also. Dude, both offensive lines are, both both what offensive five, lines in this game were non-existent. There was no offensive line to speak of on either side of the either side of the football in this game. Yeah. Also, credit to you again. You, I brought this up on here before, but before the fantasy draft, you had the first overall pick, and I said you're an idiot if you don't take Christian McCaffrey, and you said. He's going to get hurt again. And I said, no, he's had plenty of time. He's fine. He's ready to come back. You called it, man. He's out for the season now. Hey, I just want to say before we get to the bongos, I don't feel good about that take. It's not, I'm not like, I'm not proud of that take at all. I just, yeah, <clears throat> you look at the guy, he's, yeah. he's one of these, one of those dudes. But yeah, let's, uh, um, let's hit the bongos. Real- Cam Newton, though. Yeah. Five hit- of 21, two interceptions and a touchdown. Let's hit the bongos yeah. real quick, get the rest of these games. All right. And we're back on the other side of the bongos. Um, we're so Monday Night Football as always. First of all, this is episode four. We made it to forty-five episodes, man. We were, we were thinking about who's a good who's a good number to bring up. That led to oh yeah, Michael Jordan. 
that led to the the J the Jay Z line of, you know, coming back like Jordan wearing the four five, which led to who's the who's the goat rapper, which led to we definitely need to get to a, a rap a rap album bracket in the off season. Oh, good. And here's our Monday Night Football Russ is cooking graphic. Gross. I must have missed that. I think I'm a little bit ahead of you. I must have missed it. Yeah, you are. It's just fucking corny. Um, yeah, but no, the rap racket is coming as soon as we get less football. That's coming. Yeah, during the off season. During yeah, during either the playoffs or the off season, which ironically I brought up the off season to you. That new uh, the J Cole album that dropped this year, which is fucking fire. Um, yo, so watching this game, here's what's funny, and I just now noticed this. So like in the in the football team's end zone, it says Washington, and then it says football team. It says Washington football team established 1932. Uh, they need to change that. That's not true. Yeah, established 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. Yeah, they don't get to just sit on their laurels with that. You don't get to be almost a 100-year-old. Yeah. You don't get to be a centennial, borderline centennial franchise when you change your name. And spoiler, you're going to change it again as soon as next year. Yeah. Also, with that pass, the uh, big bomb there to Tyler Lockett, I think that's my dagger for uh, fantasy this week. Damn it. Um, yo, we were talking about Taylor Heineke a little bit, too. Would you – because they've been – again, every time they play, the booth is always talking about whether or not he can be the guy. Wait um, a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time the fuck out real quick. You were just ta- – we were just talking about – uh, COVID and fucking how like the COVID COVID has been fucking ravaging the Cowboys. I just saw a little thing. Is this breaking news? Mike McCarthy test positive for COVID. That's what I was saying before. Yeah. He just tested positive. Oh, okay. That That's what you were saying. Okay. never mind. I'm sorry. Please continue yeah. about Taylor. No, you're good. Um, I would ask you, Oh, I just saw that bomb to lock it. Yeah. There it is. That could be Tyler Lockett. That could be Doug Baldwin. I've seen that play before. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, would you, let's say, uh, fuck it. Let's just say on your own team, let's say the Kansas city chiefs, um, your entire quarterback room gets hit by a bus like Regina George and your options are somehow Taylor Heineke or Gardner Minshew. Hmm. I'd probably go with Heineke. I think they're the same. I'd probably go with Heineke, honestly. I think I think Heineke's got more upside. I think I think uh, I just think sample like with the sample size that we've seen from both, it's tough though because you think of situations and you think that it's like, well, he's got McLaurin, you know, he's got he's had some good a, like a, a better situation around him. He's got Ron Rivera, not Doug Marone. That's what I mean. I think on the Chiefs or on the Jags or really on any team, like I think Heineke. I think he- if we're if we're talking on the Chiefs specifically. I would. I think I would definitely take Heineke. Yeah. Again, it's a hypothetical, but I, I just think we're due for every few years we get one of these guys. And <laughs> dude, dude. Too. So touchdown! Shout out that fucking football team fan because Gerald Everett just tried to do like a Lambo leap at Ral John, and this football team fan just straight up gave him the fucking the forearm shiver. Like, get the fuck off of here. That was great. Love that. You're going to see Love it here that. in a second. It was fucking great. He was like, get the fuck down, bro. Who, who do you think you are? Love that. <laughs> um, also, yeah. I saw that guy's drinking a Kona Big Wave. I didn't know they sold those at stadiums. It's pretty cool. 
Yeah, like in oh yeah, it's probably like a plastic bottle too. No, it was a can. Oh nice. Either snuck it in or he had to have snuck that in. There's no there's no way at FedEx Field they sell anything other than just like piss beer. It was a it was a tall boy too. So shout out on sneaking a Hawaiian beer can in a tall boy into a freezing cold game. Yeah. Oh, I just saw the stiff. Yeah, bro, wasn't that sick? (laughs) He's like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. Fan of the week. Yeah, football guy move. Um Um, next game. Because you don't see you don't see you don't see enough fans do that. I feel like there's some fans where it's just like, oh, I get to fucking there's an NFL player here. Like, let me suck him off real quick. And that guy was just like, Yeah, well, you know my stance on that is that the real fans sit up in the nosebleeds because we're poor. Real football guys are poor. Isn't it isn't it so weird though when you see like some like blue collar, like piece of shit looking dude sitting like front row and you're just like, What are you doing here? Like, how much was that yeah, ticket? Who <laughs> who did you rob for these seats? Yeah, what radio station were you the eleventh caller on? <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, back to our Sunday slate. Uh, I wanted to touch on uh, uh, Titans Pats because this is one of our going into the week. This is one of our bigger games of the week. Um, the Titans, the uh, Ryan Tannehill. It's all. It's all. Everything's. Every water's finding its level with the Titans right now. And Ryan Tannehill without AJ Brown. I mean, I love it personally. That. It's just everything I've said for years is now being shown. Well, it just goes to show it's a, it's like it's like your quarterback matters, but it's like shout out PFF NFL podcast this week. They were they were talking about it about how it's like sure your quarterback is important, but it's also like right there with it is the situation around them is like almost equally as important because most quarterbacks in the league their performance is dictated by the situation around them. There's only a handful of quarterbacks that they can elevate a team by themselves, and Tannehill's just not one of those guys. Yeah, 11 of 21, 93 yards, one toady, one interception. Okay, say something nice about the Titans. No receivers to speak of. He's throwing to literally nobody out there. Dude, but, the stat was that Mike, was that Mike Vrabel has more receiving touchdowns than their entire receiving core combined? Yeah, which is – Absurd. That's absurd. <laughs> um, but, again, they're still leaning the, – the formula still works for a good run game. Deonta Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard both rushed for over 100 yards. Now, again, combined, they had shit fucking 33 carries. You know what I mean? But yeah, the game was on was definitely on them. Also, I, I, I would want to run, run the tape back and see how much of that was kind of garbage time when that game was kind of out of hand. Um, Mac uh, Jones? Yeah, Dontrell Hilliard averaged for almost 11 yards a carry, mm-hmm. so he had that big, that big run. But, yeah, I mean, it's – Mac Jones once 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 again he, he goes out there. Mac Jones has not one of his not one of his better games of the year so far, but it's just like it goes to show how like like a guy a guy like that in that system. It's like they don't ask him to do a whole lot, but he's able to get enough done, not make mistakes. And that's one thing that'll give Mac Jones I mean, so he far threw for over three hundred yards. Yeah, but he, he but once he, that. Not not a lot of that was like pushing the ball downfield. A lot of that was just like taking the underneath stuff, taking the easy stuff, the stuff that you're supposed to do when you're a rookie quarterback like that. But yeah, I, I, I think that that's that has a lot to speak on the whole like the Josh McDaniels and the Patriots system and them just being a well-rounded team more than it does for for Mac Jones necessarily. At least in a game in a game like this, there has there has been Mac Jones has had his moments where he's he's been balling out this year. I don't I want to take anything away from it Mac Jones. It pisses me off that they've won six in a row and that they're good. Yeah, that was my other note. Is that right now? Which I was, I was thinking about this because right, because 
we're we're basically a CD Lamb walk off touchdown away from the Patriots have, being on a seven game winning streak. Because since since that CD Lamb walk off touchdown, the Patriots have beaten the Jets, the Chargers, the Panthers, the Browns, the Falcons, and now the Titans. So a couple of playoff teams sprinkled in there, and not just bro, not just winning, but like beating the fuck out of teams. Yeah, but every one of those teams is either bad or is hemorrhaging. So, but that's but that's the thing though is that is that they're not just skating by against these bad teams; they're putting it on them. That's the, I think that's the impressive part. I think again, the two matchups against the Bills. I think one of them is next week. I think Buffalo New England is going to be the uh, the true, you know, tire pressure gauge. We get to really get a good level at how much they're putting out. Yeah, that's going to be our. Yeah, that's our that's our Fast and the Furious blow your blow your nose too soon game of the year. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna find out who the real Dom Toretto is. Um, I don't know if either of those teams are a ten second car, but the Bills feel like a ten second car. Well, a ten second car is a good thing. Or, or a ten second car is Dom Toretto's challenger. A Brian car is a pump my nose too soon. No, I think the Patriots are like are like one of those like Rolex cars when they do like the twenty four hour Rolex race at Daytona. That's like the Patriots. I feel like. Oh, you think they're a Le Mans? I think they're a Le Mans team. Le Mans is it Le Mans? Right, it's French. Who cares? From uh, yeah. from Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you got it. You're the one that turned yeah. me on to that movie. Um, that's a great, great guy movie. <laughs> um. That's all of that. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that. I think that wraps it up for me at least with the tight. The, yeah, the tight Patriots are good. God damn it. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah, we'll see. Eagles Giants. Um, gross. Pretty gross. Yeah, pretty gross, gross. Boring game. Jalen Hurts, not his best performance. This was this was a week where people that listen to this podcast and listen to us shit on Tua oh. and praise Jalen Hurts every week. This is a week where they get to take their victory lap on us for 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 one week. Because Tua legitimately played a lot better than Jalen Hurts this week. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, fourteen of thirty-one, three interceptions, no touchdowns. Well, not just that. One of those interceptions was like completely like boneheaded. Like, dude, what are you doing? Just throw the ball out of bounds, and you go get a field goal before halftime. Kind of, it kind of changed the whole dynamic of the game there before halftime. Yeah, I mean, their identity is still trying to rush the ball. Obviously, they rushed for two hundred eight yards, only passed for one twenty-nine, but. It, mm-hmm. I do want yeah. to say uh, shout Fucking out gross. from 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 what from what I saw from what they did show on Red Zone at least um, credit to the Giants defense for it just seemed like a good it, this was like this was one of those games like this game wasn't won on Sunday this game was won on Tuesday through Saturday like the game plan and the scheme was set up very well to be like. The Giants' defense isn't bad. If you want to, if you want to beat us, yeah. If you no, fucking James Bradbury, Lenny Williams, they got some, they got some ballers on that on that defense for sure. Um, but it, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely had big vibes of like, oh, if you want to, if you want to beat us, you're gonna have to. Jalen Hurts is gonna have to beat us with his arm, and there is no. I mean, the narrative all. I feel like all day today has been like, wow, Jalen. They the 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 Eagles really took Jalen Rager right before Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that's um I mean the video is literally viral in the draft booth of Mike Zimmer and them sitting there. They're like, wait, who did they take? Like, oh yeah. And they're laughing about it. That's a tough look. 
Yeah. Um, which that's a tough receipt. That's a tough receipt to have in your back pocket. <laughs> like we didn't just land on Justin Jefferson. We literally laughed at you guys for not taking him. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember if they traded up for Jalen Rager or not. I feel my, my I can't, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to. They did not. They did not. Okay. Okay. Um, next also game. you, you brought it up earlier. I didn't watch the post game, but apparently <laughs> they were playing the always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. Music. Yeah. They were interviewing, they were interviewing uh, Saquon after the game. And I was listening. I was like, wait a minute. They're playing like the intro music, the da, na, 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 like fucking it's always sunny theme yeah, music. That's a, at That's the Meadowlands. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, moving on. Yeah, still the Eagles have a better record than the Giants. Yeah, the Eagles are the, – the, look, the Eagles are going to be just fine, I think. Going go, going forward, I think the Eagles are going to get they're, – they're, they're, I think they're going to snag one of those playoff spots. I think they're, they're, they're a well-built team. They know – one thing I like about the Eagles, they know who they are. That's that's a very important thing, I think, in this in this part of the season. They're they're learned that they've learned who they are and how they can win games. So I feel like this is just you think a little. Think they're going to snag a playoff spot? Yes, I do. I can totally see the Eagles snagging a playoff playoff spot, especially with this uh, whole with this whole schedule nuance thing, where it's like you you've seen this whole schedule nuance where they don't get on a plane for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually think that's that's important. It is. You're right. It is. When you don't have to travel um, at all like that, like remember when the Raiders went on their big skid. Uh, a year or two ago, and it was like, oh, yeah, well, it's because they haven't played a home game in, like, two months. Yeah. It does It does feel like the Eagles every year are that team, or every year they make the playoffs with the exception of the underdog run. Um, it feels like the Eagles are that team that, like, making the playoffs always hurts them. Or it's like, no, 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 you guys don't need to play another game. <laughs> you yeah, need to definitely. go back to the lab again. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah moving on, though, we've got uh, the Bengals and the Steelers. And uh, this was just uh, this, this is a whooping. This a was whooping. a yeah. This was a rough game to watch. Uh, Big Ben. It just felt like every single time I looked up at my TV, Big Ben was throwing another interception or fumbling or doing something. Yeah, it, was tough. it was a bad, bad. How league. many? Let me pull this up. How many picks did he have? Definitely not as many as uh, <clears throat> against the Jags in 2017. Five interceptions, no big deal. But um, yeah, Leonard Fournette, 98 yard touchdown run. Yeah, no big deal. You know, some of us remember. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I almost have nothing to say about this game. Yeah, except I'm, I'm totally down. I'm totally down to just move on because we've got a few other games I want to get to. That no, we only had two picks. I want, to talk, two. I want to talk more about. Um, let's let's move on to uh, dealers. De- uh, oh, actually, no, no let's, let's stick with uh, chronological. Let's round out our noon slate with uh, the Bucks and the Colts. God damn. Hey, what did I say though? What did I say last week? What did we have in this game? Bucks and Bucks and the Colts last week. Oh, all all three of us had the had the Bucks covering two and a half. Yeah, but what I said last week is that the Colts are the best team in the AFC South, and I think they're showing like they're not. Listen, they didn't get it done. Today. I don't think anybody six and six, whatever. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody's the arguing that in the AFC South. Yeah, I, I don't. Did I? Did I? Did I? Did I contest that? I don't. I don't think I would have contested that last week. I feel like you did, but either way, I'm saying it again. Um, yeah, but this Brady is really look good. But Leonard Fournette looks fucking incredible. I was gonna say, this is me the fuck off. Of course, I haven't heard a really good nickname for it for it yet. But the whole the fact that the four Lenny four tutties, I don't know. 
No, Fournette. Yeah, Gronk figured that out after the game. Good job, Gronk. He's yeah, big, a real smart guy. Big brain thinking. Also, Gronk, thank you for your service. Um, but yeah, uh, I, my my take last week, I, and we'll probably do that game next. But I said I'm higher on the Vikings than I am on the Bucks. Um, yeah, I was wrong. It's okay. I can admit when I'm wrong. The Bucks are still very good, and they're about to get Antonio Brown back. And uh, yeah, it feels like Brady's taking like a little nap. You know what I mean? Like we've seen him do this before in New England. It feels like he's like, eh, I'm gonna save a little bit. Um, again, dude, he doesn't want to turn the NOS bottle on. This is the Fast and Furious reference pod, but Brady knows how to drive the car, and he knows when to turn the NOS on. And they're eight and three, so he's like, I'm good. I don't need to fucking do that just yet. He's also probably he also probably watched that game on on Thursday and was just like, oh yeah, there is nobody in our division right now that is like. Like we just got to get there. Like we'll be fine. We went to Lambeau last year and took care of business. Like that's a good fucking point, dude. They're, I mean, auto lock. Are they the most secure division champion? Um, I don't know. I off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody else who's more secure other than maybe the Packers. Packers are probably yeah, the no, only. It's them, other- it's them for the most secure. That's fucking goddamn, dude. Tom Brady. They're One locked in, but they're and honestly, they're they're not. They're, they're they they could still get the one seat. I think it'll be the I think the Packers will probably wrap, wrap up that one seat here in the in the coming weeks. But you know, all you got to do is just pray that you get to play the Packers in the NFC Championship game, right? Yeah, because that's an automatic automatic win right there. Um, yeah, I, Bucks I, are still good. Colts though. I think the Colts are going to be that team. I think, first off, they definitely are going to win the FC South. They will. Um, yes. I yeah. think they're going to be they're going to be that team that they will not make a run. You cannot trust Carson Wentz to win you a game like this. You can't trust him definitely in the playoffs. But they are going to be a team that when, you know, NFC is very top-heavy, AFC is very up in the air right now. The Colts will be a team that knock off a few guys, I think. Yeah, totally. In the in the in the home stretch. Totally. Um, Vita Vea's tooth. Everyone saw that. That was a big deal. Oh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, we'd, be, yeah. we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up Vita, Vita Vea's tooth getting knocked out and him smiling like a fucking psycho <laughs> when he did it. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Um these last two games, though, we've got we've got about ten minutes to get through these last two, which I'm, I'm glad that we front loaded some of those so we could talk about Packers, Rams, and Vikings, 49ers because I feel like these are two of the funnest games to watch all of, of the whole week. Um, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and rip. Let's save let's save uh, best for last, and let's talk about the Vikings and 49ers right right now. Um, I just thought this was a fun game. I just thought everything about this game was fun to watch. I thought it was electric. I thought there was big plays on both sides. I thought that there was Man. there was some there was com- there was comedy there was drama there was every every this game had fucking everything I thought and it wasn't even like a down to the wire like like dramatic ending it was just a fun game to watch I thought yeah it um hand up I fell for it guys I referenced it already a few minutes ago I fell for it I said I'm I'm all in on the Vikings I spoiler to our picks already I circled the Vikings um <clears throat> goddamn they cannot. 
I, I, I'm sorry. I can't even talk about this game without bringing this up first. Fourth and goal. Kirk Cousins lined up under his right guard. I'm actually, I'm actually kind of giving him a pass in, on that. I think that that's. No, I think dude. he's getting. I think no. he's getting. I think he's getting roasted. No. I think he's getting roasted way too hard for that. Why? Why? When, name one other time you've seen that happen. But it's one of those things where it's just like I can I could totally understand that in that fucking moment when you're running around, you're fucking changing the hey, play. If it happens all the time, I'd understand it too. It's never happened. I've never seen it once. And listen, if if Alexander Madison doesn't come over and correct him, I'd even give him a pass and be like, Oh, this is a cool trick play. But it wasn't. He got moved by his backup running back. Ugh. Had to call a timeout. I mean he dude here's the thing. Think about like have you have you taken a snap before? I've no, I've never I've never been I've never been a quarterback. Okay. So when you I, I haven't been an actual quarterback either, but like I on a field I have I have at practice I've taken a snap. Right? I played on the so I played on the edges. You yeah. Tight end you reach under tight end the end over here. You reach under and you're literally touching like grundle. Like your hands are in a guy's fucking taint thigh fucking sweat or whatever brady's had quotes before about you know like i don't like guys to be too sweaty down there he reached under the guard said nothing he's looking on his left i mean i i saw a lot of freeze frames of it because it was getting roasted on twitter all day the right tackle didn't even have his hand all the way in the dirt when kirk lined up which means if he looks even kind of with his peripheral vision to his right his right tackle and you know all the guys on your line you're the fucking quarterback that guy is a foot and a half away from your face. Like you, there were so many indicators that you were in the wrong spot before your backup running back comes over and physically moves you into the right spot and you have to burn a timeout. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, dude, fourth and goal. That's just ugly, man. It's ugly as fuck. Yeah, I, yeah it was definitely a bad look. I mean, ultimately, it was non consequential because I'm pretty sure they ended up scoring on that. On that fourth and goal, um, after Still taking though. it, it was just a bad. Yeah, it's definitely a bad look. It was really funny. I'll say that, but I just felt like Kirk was getting roasted a little bit too hard for that. I I, I felt like that was, and I like I, I don't know, maybe maybe I got a soft spot for Kirk Cousins. I think he's just a, I think he's a good dude. I got this a soft spot for I him. Need Pat here, I need Pat here to be just. Pat would go on a ten minute diatribe about how Kirk Cousins is a yeah. fucking moron. I'm still yeah, I'm really I, hoping that he's like like, yeah, you know what? I'm taking a break for like his like Kirk Cousin fucking radar is like going off right now. And he's like, Yeah, I'm just you know, maybe I'll fucking hop in the hop in the chat real quick and see what the boys are up oh, to. Yeah, like right now in real time, Pat is studying for his final, but his ears are burning. He's yeah. like, Fuck Kirk Cousins. He's like, I don't know why I just thought about that. Fuck Kirk Cousins. Yeah. <laughs> um Um do you, I yeah, wanna, the Vikings are ugh. On the other side of the, uh, they still could have won that game, but hey, the Niners are back on track. Yeah, Niners are full back. On the other side of the ball, um, I forgot to bring this up during during a uh, Jags talk, but uh, Kyle Uschek is uh, rival. Russell Gage has got more volume, but Kyle Uschek is is rivaling rival rivaling. I don't know, why, why can't I fucking say that, yeah, that right now? Um, Russell Gage for like hilariously bad attempted hurdles. Yeah, I mean, listen, Kyle Juszczyk is a big guy. It's hard to hurdle a person. It's even harder when you're a fullback. So yeah. I'm just I'm just happy somebody's out here doing it, you know, committed to his craft. Yeah. One dude that would be great if he did it more often, which I actually saw him do it a couple of times last year, 
uh, dude, fucking Debo Samuel is quickly becoming like one of the most electric guys in football to watch play. Well, yeah, because Kyle Shanahan tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, just so you know, you are also a running back because you play for me. But that's what we were saying all offseason, right? We were talking about that in the offseason. Remember remember that like hypothetical like trade up in the draft where I said like maybe they go and take fucking Penny Suell and they get Trent Williams and Penny Suell anchoring down that line and then they just say – Fuck receivers like Jimmy G's our guy. We're not going to go get a backup quarterback in the draft this this early, especially a guy that played at fucking North Dakota State, which I am high on Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is going to be good. I played at North Dakota State two years ago. Yeah, and but and I once again I I am high on Trey Lance. I think he's going to be fucking electric someday. But weird weird I'm trade not. up in the draft to, uh, to get him. But how electric would that have been to have that fucking just like absolute just like road grader offensive line with. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel back there as like hybrid running back. That would have been the funnest fucking thing to watch. And we're kind of seeing that now, even without that, without that trade up. But I said it last week. I'll, I, I'll, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll echo it this week. I, I'm, I'm a lot higher on the 49ers than I am the Rams. You said, do you think they make the playoffs? And you said, do you think they get three teams in? I said, maybe if they don't, I think the 49ers get the wild card over the Rams. They look better than the Rams as of right now. And we're going to talk about the Rams here in a minute, but yeah, the Niners are definitely yeah. they perfect got transition. A, a actually, per, perfect, huh? per, I was going to say perfect transition here. Do you want to talk with, round out these last few minutes with a little Packers Rams talk? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I mean, this is a game where I I feel like a lot of stuff happened in this game. A lot of points were scored. A lot of stuff happened, but there's not a lot of real big talking points as far as like on the field stuff happened. I feel like this was a big like we learned a lot game. I mean, did we learn a lot? I think we did. I think we learned more about the Packers than anything. I think this was the most complete performance I've seen the Packers have all year. Well, I mean, again, if you if, if we were sitting in the booth, right, the booth was just talking about what a chess match it is between Sean McVay and Matt LaFleur. And you did see that a little bit uh, without getting into specifics. Like you, you saw just good schemes on both ends. Um I'm not as much in the camp of shitting on the Rams as it feels like the entire rest of the media outside of us, of course, because we are the media. Um, but yeah, the Packers, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough not to just be like the Packers are the best team in the NFC. I just realized also there's two, there's two other games that I totally didn't even fucking write down. <laughs> we got we got to touch on real quick on the other side. <laughs> oh, then they don't matter. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll have some talking points on it. Uh, yeah. Um, no, the Rams, I mean, here we go. Welcome to Stafford's injured season. Um, yeah, you said it, you said it in, in the chat. I said, rest in peace, Stafford MVP talk. Third, third straight game with the picks, with the pick six. Everyone's talking about that right now. Um, yeah, I said it. And then Troy Aikman said it right after. I yeah. mean, it's like. Sure. Yeah, I guess. I feel like I feel like this. I feel like we we have been like a week ahead on like a lot of other big national media shows on like narratives. I want to I wanted to give us a quick shout out on on that. Suck ourselves off for a second. I feel like we've been kind of ahead of the curve on some of these uh, narratives. Well, we've got our ear to the ground, dude. We're a people's podcast. You know what I'm saying? We're blue collar guys. But uh, yeah, I'm. I don't think the Rams are. Bad. I mean, everybody's acting like the Rams are bad, 
and it's really just they're not as good as the narrative that we kind of wrote for them. You know, we all acted like this is the perfect, uh, you know, is the match made in heaven. We're going to save Stafford. We're going to have him down here in the Rams in their beautiful new stadium on this team that's just missing, just missing the guy, and they're still not executing. I mean, it's uh, not having Robert Woods. You felt that Cooper Cup though, with I mean. It wasn't a touchdown, but goddamn, Cooper Cup should win the MVP. I stand by. I'm completely in your camp. He's uh, definitely deserving of that. That's for sure. Also, OBJ, um, how how hurt do you actually think OBJ is? Hurt? Do you feel like he's feigning that back injury at all? Eh, I mean, uh, he had. I mean, it yeah. Looked, it looked it looked NBA to me. Big like big LeBron vibes. Well, no. Listen, I've hurt my lower back before, and I'll tell you what. Yeah, who's whose lower back doesn't the hurt? The fucker on earth. You don't rip a fucking fifty-five yard touchdown and then walk off to the side and be like, oh, but my back still hurts. Like, no, dude, you were full sprint, full tilt, fifty-five yards. You can't run fifty-five inches if your back is actually that fucked up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I didn't really even see that until. I think today I saw that a little bit, so I didn't really put a whole lot of weight in it while I was watching that game. But uh, we do need to – let's go ahead and hit the bongos real quick. Uh, we got a couple – we got two more games that we got to, like, touch on really quick. We'll hit some college football, some picks, some some other random nonsense real, real quick as we round out the episode here. All right, we're back. We just got a couple couple other NFL games to, to clean up real quick, a little housekeeping. And then we'll do uh, we'll we'll touch on college football, crazy crazy slate in college football, some big big games that we had, um, and then we'll do we'll do a couple uh, little bighorns. Who knows what order we'll go in? Who really cares? We're just having fun here. Um, one game that I totally forgot about during the red zone uh, slate during the afternoon slate. I'm, was, I'm uh, sorry, real quick interruption. Did yeah, you just up? see what Alex Collins just fucking did? No, no, I totally what what, what happened. He ran for the first down, got the first down, and then, oh, never mind. The replay shows otherwise. It looked like he tried to pitch it forward, but it actually got punched out. That was great fucking defense from the football team. And it looks like it's football team's ball. Yeah, it is the football team's ball. Spoiler alert. Hell yeah. Because I just watched Taylor Heineke just throw his absolute soul into this ball to deliver a missile right on the numbers to Logan Thomas. And they're right now determining – they're debating whether or not he caught the ball in bounds. They're, yeah, they're giving the football team the first and ten. Great play by Heineke right there. Let's go. Missile, football. dude. You're going to watch – you're going to watch this fucking – I don't know I don't know if Logan Thomas got that second foot down, but that was a missile by Heineke. It was close oh, enough. Oh, dude, and the guy that knocked the ball out from Alex Collins is something Collins. Little name Agami. Was it uh, – what's his name? Landon, Landon Collins? Is that his name? For some reason, for some reason, I want to say Landon Collins, but I might, I might, I might be wrong on that. Um, yeah. Well, let's just say it is. But yeah, uh, Broncos Chargers. Did you watch any of that Broncos Chargers game? Unfortunately, yeah. I was pretty happy. I, I, I had. Uh, I did. I did. I pick. I think I picked the Chargers. You were happy because you secretly like the Broncos. Pat's well, not here to echo that statement, but. I'll just pretend to be Pat real quick. I, I think yeah, dude, you like love the Broncos. I mean, yeah. fucking Christ, every fucking week, you just yeah. love the Broncos, right, Beef? Yeah, that's right, Pat. 
Russ does secretly love his division rival, the Broncos. Be like, I'm fucking tired of saying it, dude. Crucify me. Fuck. Yeah, dude. I, uh, hand up. Hand up. I wanted to pick the Broncos really badly, but I was, I'm tired of getting roasted by you guys. I also just legitimately thought the Chargers were going to cover in this game. I don't want to make it, I don't want to pull the whole Stephen A thing. Of like, I think this gun team's gonna win, but don't be surprised if this team fucking does it. The whole Stephen A like cover. Yeah, where you have no take essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Even though your job is to have takes, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny about Stephen A is that he doesn't actually have any any takes. Um, Except the ones about race, he has a lot of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was very surprised. I thought this was this was surprising. Like I thought the Chargers like. I'm fucking blown away. The Broncos just like they straight up bully balled him, bro. Pat Pat Sertan the second balled out. He had a pick six. He had that big interception. Um, the the Chargers were driving. That was really the the turn the turning point of the game was that Pat Sertan um, interception in the end zone. I thought. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I, moving away from this game, I I don't feel any differently about the Broncos. I still don't think they're a great team. They're a middling team. Um, what this game tells me is that I was way too high on the Chargers. And the Chargers are still the Chargers. And even though Justin Herbert is still the shit, like I, it, it just blows me away how they're still – they find creative ways to be bad. They cannot stop the run against anyone. Anyone. Yeah, I just don't trust – I guess like like as a – like a macro level, I just don't like any team that shares a football stadium. Of course, how could you? But it, especially then. Again, go back to San Diego. That's where they belong. Um, yeah, the Chargers, man, it sucks. I really thought doesn't doesn't Justin Herbert Justin Herbert feels like he's more San Diego than L.A. Of course, the whole it, it, what's crazy to me is like the Chargers. How many years now? I mean, it, it, under different coaches, different quarterbacks, different schemes. It, I, I feel like I'm talking about the Chargers. With Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, the same way I was talking about the Chargers with Melvin Gordon and Phillip Rivers, where I'm like, oh, they could be good. They're right there. They've been a fringe team for so fucking long, and they cannot. Drew Brees and LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just even going, I'm just going further back. Like it's, it's all, they've been the same team. Doesn't matter. This is crazy, though. Yeah, they, they've always been so close, but they can't fucking. God, at least, I mean, I'm a fan of a bad team. At least I have hope for some great ascension. I can't imagine being like a right there, just edging yourself team for decades. Fuck. Yeah, and they were talking about it. I, it. It gets brought up periodically, but they brought it up on PMT today about even even the year when they had the number one offense and the number one defense in, in yards and points per game. And they still found a way to like loot to like not no they didn't lose they didn't even make the playoffs that year. Yeah, wild, wild. But yeah, I brought this up. I mean, you, I mean, run it back. I think we talked about this week one when we we're making our picks. Week one, I've got weird autism brain for for uh, remembering stuff that happened on this podcast. But running it, running back to week one when we we're making our, our pick for the Washington football team and the Chargers, and you were like. No, dude, they're fucking this, they're that. And like I, I said something about like, no, bro, they're the Chargers. They're the fucking Chargers, bro. They're, they're, they are. They're they've always the been Chargers. the Chargers. They're always going to be the fucking Chargers, man. But yeah. It breaks my heart. I like the Chargers. I know you don't, but. 
I don't like the Chargers. I don't particularly like the Broncos either, but I do pick them a lot. I will admit that. I do pick them a lot to cover spreads because they are they are a uh, Oregon Trail team. But No, dude. No, dude. You love the Chargers. The Broncos. That's right, Pat. He does love the Chargers. The Broncos. No, dude. You love the Broncos. The Broncos. Yes, Pat. <laughs> he does love the Broncos. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love them. Um, the last game to touch on, which uh, I all hand, hand in the air, I didn't really watch any of the Sunday night game. I was kind of all I football. saw none of it. None I was all it. footballed out, and I was like, "I'll I'll keep track of the box score, and if it gets interesting, I'll, I'll turn it on." And at no point when I was checking up on the game did it look interesting. So I didn't watch any of the Browns and the Ravens game, and I'm kind of glad. I saw I, some highlights. I'm kind of um, glad I didn't. It seemed like it was about the worst game of the week. Yeah, somehow. The Ravens win a game where Lamar throws four interceptions. Um, the Browns' defense is still good. Also, shout out Miles Garrett shaking Lamar's hand. Did you see that? No, I didn't see. I do. I literally saw no zero plays of this game. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett gets a uh, touchdown and then comes up and shakes Lamar's hand after. Dude, I think it's so funny how Miles Garrett. I don't know if he has like his own little personal PR team. Or a personal PR guy, I'm sure he does. But we are make sure that everybody can see how jacked he is every week. We are. uh, Oh yeah, go go yeah, go follow Flash Garrett on Instagram. You'll see some fucking freakish shit about how jacked he is and how 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 athletic that fucking dude is. Watch go watch go watch Flash Garrett play basketball, bro. You'll it'll blow your mind. (laughs) And he shouldn't be good at basketball with his build. That dude when he dunks, it feels like his waist. It feels (laughs) it feels like when Miles Garrett goes and dunks. His waist is above the rim. Yeah, Miles Garrett would be a power forward for the Monstars. Absolutely, dude. It, dude, if Miles Garrett, <laughs> I actually really believe that if Miles Garrett, like the whole like Jalen Ramsey thing with him uh, saying he could go play in the AH, if he gave him six months, he could be a professional hockey player. Which I actually do kind of co-sign on that. Um, Miles Garrett could go pro in like other sports if he if he if he wanted to. That guy is one yeah. of the most athletic dudes. On fucking planet Earth. Yeah. Um, to, the we, big we, narrative for this game, though. Um, Baker's hurt. Did you have you heard this? Have well, you seen this? One, Baker one, Mayfield is hurt. One last thing on Miles Garrett. Did you see? I, I did see his uh his like uh like uh Sunday Night Football when they when they say their name and their college that they that they went to at the beginning. Did you see that? And he's like, mm-hmm. he's like, Miles Garrett, Texas A and M. It was pretty funny. Oh. Like that. Yeah. But we're two we're two years removed now from the whole Mason Rudolph incident. And like everyone was like saying Miles Garrett should have been like thrown in jail. And now I feel like he's like one of the most likable dudes in the NFL. He is. This is one of this is a classic scenario of a bad breakup and everybody picked one side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all love now, Miles I'm, Garrett. Dude, dude, now, dude, now I'm starting to think that Mason Rudolph probably fucking deserved it. Maybe he did fucking drop an end bomb in there. I don't know. He absolutely deserved it just for having that stupid face. <laughs> he's got a punchable face, yeah. dude. But yeah, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's. I mean, we, we talked about it last week. I I feel like the same. It's the same shit. Like well, nothing. they're just adding injuries every week. Um, I, I I heard a few different shows talk about the list of injuries with Baker Mayfield, and all I could hear in my head when they were talking about it was head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Yeah, bro. It's like Especially. from the ground up, Baker is fucked up apparently. Yeah, he's like the little he's like the little dude on the the oper- old operation game. Like everything's fucking everything's fucked up. He's got like fucking fish bones in his thigh, like everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got a whoopee cushion in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to see it because, like, I mean, I feel like you. I'm Pat's not here, but like, we're all we're all big Baker guys. We love we love Baker. We want to see him succeed. But we want to see him be the guy in in Cleveland, especially Alex. Shout out Alex. I'm sure he's listening to this. We want to see Baker be. I mean, I'm sure if Big Will good. was here, he would agree with what we said last week. That like, hey, you know. Maybe fucking bench him for a little bit. They're on a bye right now. And then they come back and they play the Ravens again, which is so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> that's the fucking NFL for you. Um, hopefully he comes back a little healthier. But fuck, this was your opportunity to bench him. You know, I, this game goes the same way if you benched him. I, they still get the four interceptions. I feel they still like lose. But then it doesn't look as bad because you're like, oh – they got four four interceptions, but we couldn't produce on offense because Baker wasn't here. But I don't know, dude. I up. think I, I having having watched none of that game, I can't help but think that Case Keenum wins that game. Ah, uh, nah. The Ravens managed to again. This is just a repeat of what we talked about with the Ravens last week. But the Ravens played at their level of competition, and uh, I think they still win that game. But yeah. All right, that's our that's our that's our Sunday slate. Um, let's 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 touch on let's touch on some college football here for a few minutes. I know that you don't exactly have your ear to the ground in college football, but I'm sure you saw some of the shit that went down. Like for the, I mean, obviously, biggest game of the week, probably the biggest game of the year. You could argue that it's the biggest game that we've had in a long fucking time, especially when it comes to Big Ten football. That Michigan Ohio State yeah. game was electric to watch. That was such a good fucking game. Loved every second of that. When's the last time Michigan beat Ohio State? Um, it's not since before Harbaugh. I think they said it was ten or eleven years, which makes sense. I think I remember. I remember about 2010, 2011 ish. Sounds about right. So it's been about about a decade since Michigan's beaten Ohio State. But it wasn't just the fact they beat them. It was it was at the big house. It was snowing, and it was a fucking beatdown, bro. It was like a fucking Michigan. Just we've been sucking Ohio State off for months now about how they are like, they're getting under underappreciated. They're the best number, number four team in the country that's ever existed. They should be, they should be number one. It's like right there with them in Georgia as best teams in the country. And then Michigan just went and took their fucking lunch money, bro. And pissed on them. They just bullied, bullied the fuck out of them all game long. And it was, it was awesome to watch. If you're a Michigan fan, you're probably still coming at this point because your team looked incredible. Um, and I, I mean, as an as a as a lifelong Iowa fan here, as a Hawkeye fan, we'll get to that in a second. But it's looking like Michigan's going to roll, and Michigan's going to roll in, into the college football playoff as like an actual problem. Did you did you watch yeah, that uh, game game update? Big penalty on Seattle. Who I just saw the graphic. Seattle only had two penalties last week. Also, thank uh, God. So JD McKissick just yeah. I, I'm oh shit. I'm I'm a little bit ahead of you. JD McKissick touchdown. Um, I know nobody wants to hear about other people's bets, but I did have I did have the touchdown first touchdown insurance on my DraftKings. So the fact that McKissick got a touchdown in the game, I get I at least get I, I get my bet back. So nice. that's nice. Um, where were we? Where 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 were we? Oh yeah, your, your thoughts on Michigan Ohio State. I mean, yeah, it's big. It hasn't happened in a long time. Um, I'm not an Ohio State guy. I've always kind of hated Ohio State. But um, Did you see the quote? Did you see Jim Harbaugh's quote after the game about Ryan Day? No. 
he said, dude, I loved it, bro. I'm sure, I'm sure he got it from somewhere. I'm he, I, he didn't invent this fucking saying, but I loved it. He said, uh, some guys, some guys are born on third and think they hit a triple. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, that got Fuck me. That yeah. got me. That's was, a quote. Yeah. That's a quote. Yeah. Oh, wait, here's Pat. Pat just came in. Yeah, dude. That quote got me hard. Oh, good call, Pat. Good call. But yeah, it's so true. And you can say that there's 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 several coaches, I feel like, right now. Um, one, I mean Lincoln Riley, he just took the job over at over at USC. That's another dude. Born on third, thinks he hit a triple. Yeah, holy fuck. And it's been nothing but Oklahoma today just being like, we had no idea. It's like, well, ah, also, well, dude, if we're pivoting, if we're your pivoting recruits, to your recruits, just fucking decommitted. To, I was gonna say, bro, that's been like the like the if you're an Oklahoma fan, they're they're all jumping. All the Oklahoma fans are now are now what Oklahoma? They're all Cowboy fans, Oklahoma State fans. They're going go yeah. go Pokes because the Pokes are yeah. the Pokes are in the Big Twelve championship game, and Oklahoma's not. Stop me if, you, if you've heard this before, but you won't stop me because you've never heard it before. The Big 12 championship game this year will not include Texas or Oklahoma. It's fucking Baylor and Oklahoma State will be playing for the Big 12 title game. Oklahoma State, if they win that game, they probably get in, into the playoff. I don't want to say probably. Um, also, I referenced this earlier, but it just happened five minutes ago. Breaking news. LSU has hired Brian Kelly. Okay, that makes sense. Well, then what? The, what? No, it doesn't. No, that doesn't make sense. Winningest, winningest Notre Dame coach of all time. But that doesn't make sense though, because yeah, because like, well, dude, you were Notre what, what? Notre Dame is a fucking great job too. So like, what? I, I don't know. Maybe it's like he's he's retiring. He he wants to go somewhere warmer. I don't know. SEC. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, Gators Gators hired Billy Napier. Um, I love that. I love that hire. I think that's a great hire for the Gators. Yeah, we'll see. Um, he's a good recruiter, as everybody keeps saying. So he's like a he's like he, he seems like he's definitely one of those uh, like like Matt Matt Rule types. He's one of those guys that goes in there and completely just fucking over, overhauls a program. Yeah, I'd like to see that for the Gators. Uh, biggest Gators news for me though was the. Did you see what RG three said? No. RG3 is now an analyst for ESPN. I think we mentioned that in the offseason. But yeah. uh, RG3 went off on a diatribe a few days ago about how the Gators should hire Tim Tebow as their head coach. Mm, bad take. Bad take, Robert. Yeah, that's, that's the word. Honestly, that might be – listen, former players have bad takes all the time. That might be the worst take I've ever heard. No, dude, RG three is definitely a lot better at hitting wet threes in his empty home gym than than making takes on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Too bad he's paid for the wrong job. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm, I got. I'm sorry, I got sidetracked there. We're all we're we're all over the fucking place right now. Um. So uh, we were talking about Oklahoma Oklahoma State. Did you watch Bedlam at all on Saturday night? No, Saturday night I was uh putting out a house fire. That's right. Yeah. You you were telling me about that. Uh, That was a crazy game too. Back and forth. Oklahoma state comes up, comes out on top. And that was like the start of this whole downward spiral of Lincoln Riley leaving all the decommits. Oklahoma is is down bad right now, which is, I love to see it. That's fucking hilarious for, for me to see as a, 
Iowa State as a pseudo Iowa State fan. Love to see it. Um, we also had the Iron Bowl on Saturday. Did you catch any of that? Because Alabama. No, I not, got the fallout. Alabama does not look like Alabama pro. I actually they argue that Alabama not. deserves to be in the playoff. Doesn't deserve? I, I would argue that if, if you wanted to put Oklahoma State in the playoff over them, I would I would I would co-sign on that. Absolutely. Alabama has has feel it does they do not have that same feel. I'm sure they still do. Does it, they they're probably still a top four team. They probably are going to go and be. They're going to win whatever playoff game they get matched up with. But it just doesn't feel. They, they don't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same at all. Well, they've got Georgia on Saturday. Yeah, you want to guess the line? Um, I'm going to say that they're still giving Alabama the credit of being Alabama, and say I'm going to say Georgia minus two and a half. Six and a half. Georgia minus six and a half. Okay, that seems okay. I was giving that's me giving Alabama too too much credit for being Alabama. Then, <laughs> well, typically that's what you would see, right? But no, this is a uh, that's a good line. I think. I think so too. I think I would take actually as my. I, I'm I'm going to contradict myself right now, but I think I would take Alabama to cover that. Probably Georgia to win. Alabama to cover that. Um, other uh, so championship Saturday coming up. We've also got the Minnesota. Shout out the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Every single person here in the state of Iowa clamored to their bars, to their televisions to watch the Golden Gophers take down the Badgers, sending Iowa, probably the most fraudulent 10 and two team in, in college football history <laughs> to go get massacred by Michigan on Saturday, but I'm here for it. Hey, I'll, I'm going to watch that game. I'm going to be, I'm going to be wearing my Hawkeye shit. I'm going to be cheering for the Hawkeyes. Good for them. They, they're only their second big 10, big 10 title game appearance ever. Which, granted, the Big Ten title game's only been around for like 10, 12 years. But it's still it's still fun. It's still fun to know that we're there. We did it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Stats don't lie. We needed some help from the Gophers to to get there. But, yeah, that game is going to be a shit show, dude. Michigan is about to manhandle Iowa. That's going to be a bad game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be rough. That's going to be somewhere in the ballpark of like 45 to 10. You want to guess the line on that one? I already know it, bro. The line, Well, actually, it might have moved today. Earlier today, I saw it was minus 10 and a half. It's still ten and a half. Yeah, okay. I'm surprised it hasn't moved at all. I would imagine that lands somewhere around like 13, 14 points come Saturday. Because Michigan is a significantly better dude, Iowa has no offense to speak same of. Same line as same line as Cincinnati Houston. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Houston's getting a little bit disrespected there. I like Houston. I don't. I like Houston a lot, bro. I don't think Cincinnati's been super duper. I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel real over, great. Lowest over under of the championship games, though, Iowa Michigan. Oh, that makes sense because Michigan's going to go out and get a get a lead. That that game that game's going to last two and a half hours. Yeah. <laughs> that game's going to go so fucking quick, dude. I bet. I bet there's no more than. I bet. I, I bet there's no more than thirty total passing attempts in that game. Dude, biggest over under. Uh, Pitt, Wake Forest, Pitt's favored by three. What do you think the over-under is? Biggest one of the weekend. Um, you said Pitt, Wake Forest. I would say probably like 60. I mean, technically it's not the biggest, but I don't count Maction. I would say I would say probably like 68, 67 and a half. 72 and a half. 72 and a half? Okay, that's even bigger than I thought. Okay. Yeah, Maction, 
Kent, NIU, 73 and a half, but Maction doesn't count. So, Well, also the MAC. You could argue the MAC is better than the ACC. Obviously, that's a joke, but it's also not really that, that big of a joke. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. We got, hey, we got a few minutes left here before we make our picks. Um, you, did you say you had a little bighorn? Because I had I – w- I don't know if, I, if this is even technically a little bighorn, but it's just like something that I thought of, and I was just like, well, yeah, if you – if you look at this, then that's true, and also the reverse is true. Type type. Deal. Yeah, I got one. Oh, I got one. I'm geared up for actually. Yeah, I haven't ahead. had a good little bighorn in a while. You know, I like mine to be something I'm frustrated with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this happened. Ah, fuck, I don't even remember what day, but I pulled out my phone. I stopped what I was doing and I wrote it down. I was like, I'm going to tell Russ about this. Um, my little bighorn is uh, saying. God bless you. Or even just saying bless you in general. Okay. Okay. Anybody yeah, do like fucking the, knock it off. The Dane the Dane Cook bit. Oh fuck. I forgot Dane Cook did a whole bit on this. God damn it. Way to take the wind out of my fucking sails, bro. But no, I just I I'm not even it's not even a religious thing, dude. Just the bless you thing in general, just fucking knock it off. Um somebody sneezes, they're gonna be okay. All right. You can look over at them. You can give them a glance. You can give them a nod. But, uh, yeah, if you say bless you to me, not only am I not going to say thank you, I'm going to just pretend I didn't hear you. Um, it's dumb, dude. It's a dumb thing that in society that we do that we've just done. I don't know how long that's been a thing. Um, I remember as a kid, you can add this to the – and this is another off-season one that needs to get brought up – list of playground things. Uh, I've still got it in my phone. Yeah, as a kid, you heard, or at least I was told, that when you sneeze, your heart stops for the whole time you're sneezing. And that's why people say bless you or God bless you because they're checking on you. you hey, that's got to be horseshit. Actually, um, you know what? As I've a always heard of medical professional, I'm going to go ahead and call that's bullshit. Um, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Stop saying bless you to people. Stop accepting them. Stop saying thank you when someone just – or especially now, like I'll cough. And somebody be like, bless you. It's like, that wasn't even a fucking sneeze, dude. Like, leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, I, 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 I'm I, okay. Everyone's fine. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't even have much to expound on it, dude. Just No, stop. I'm with you. I'm with you, bro. I think it's silly. I think it's totally silly. Except for yeah, the, the only – football is fuck. The only, the only uh, note that, that I would say on that is that um, I've always heard that it goes back to, like, like the Black Plague shit. And like people would say that because like if you sneezed back during like the Black Plague time, that that meant like, oh shit, you got you got the shit, bro. You're about to die. Yeah, but the bubonic plague didn't have a respiratory association, so sneezing wouldn't even be, or it didn't have an allergic association, so like sneezing wouldn't even be a side effect of having the bubonic plague. No, that's just what I heard. That that was my that was my playground myth. Yeah. They're all bullshit. Fuck that. Stop saying bless you. I'll never say it. I'll never accept it. Mm. Anyway, yeah. what you got? Mine's a little bit more modern. Mine's, uh, it has to do with, uh, I, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I go on Instagram from time to time and I'll dive into some comment sections every now and then grab my popcorn, just kind of scroll through some comments of some shit that I think is kind of silly. And I knock on other people for fighting with each other in comments. This one was about, um, it was about pitching and like the, the original post, it was some like MLB meme account had posted something about like, Oh, everyone thinks baseball so easy, but like hitting a baseball is like, 
you have to do this. And it like, it like dissected like the analytics of like how hard it is to like hit a baseball in major league baseball. And all, all the credit, credit to a lot of the top comments on there. were kind of like, I don't think anybody thinks that hitting a baseball is easy. I think that people just think baseball is boring, you know, <laughs> like, like Correct. nobody was validating this post at all. But like, I guess that my, my thought on this, I started thinking a little bit more about this and I was like, yeah, hitting a baseball is like super fucking hard, but also like, that's why they're professionals. They are professionals at hitting that. They practice that they've been working their entire life to do that one thing. I would say that if you flip the script and you asked a professional baseball player to build a house, that that would be impossible for them. <laughs> Who, wait, is there a major league baseball player you think can build a house? I'm sure there's a couple. Ball? I'm sure Randy Johnson seems like he could figure it out, but um, I mean, current baseball. Maybe, Randy Johnson seems like he can figure anything out. Maybe I don't want this to turn into a slippery slope thing about stereotypes here about baseball players and construction, but I'm going to go ahead and let that just, just, just settle right there. No, you're right. I think there's a lot of baseball players that can reshingle a roof, but but not necessarily build a house. But you get the point that I'm making, right? It's like, (laughs) it's like, yeah, sure. Like nobody's knocking how hard that is, but also like there's other professions where it's like, they fucking do that profession for their entire life. And there's some guys that are really fucking good at that. And if you flip the script, it's like, all right, well, one guy's professional at this, another guy's professional at that world keeps turning. I don't know. That was my, I don't know if it's if that if that qualifies as much of a as a little bighorn as it it's does. It's not a little bighorn. That's a quid pro quo of the week. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's like a, come on guys, like they're fucking professionals though. Like that's what they do. That's their yeah. whole fucking thing. Like they they hit the baseball. Yeah, I, I would I like never. I, I would never. Yeah, I, I would never ask a professional baseball player to engineer engineer a bridge because that's ridiculous. They haven't been. Tr- they haven't. They, they don't wake up every day thinking about making bridges. Facts. Yeah. Facts. But yeah, we can go ahead. Uh, that was just my silly little whatever the fuck. We can get into our picks though. You ready? To, you ready to do some picks? Yeah, right. we're gonna have to rip these quick, but yeah, 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 for sure. All right, let's hit the yeah. bonus. All right, so we're back in. This is uh, we're doing our picks now, and this is quickly becoming. I feel like as the season goes on, this becomes more and more my favorite thing. Also, we haven't actually recorded picks in a few weeks. We've been kind of mailing them in. Um, to give a quick update, Beef, your Week 11 picks, uh, you were you were on shift, and we had a little miscommunication there. So you you, you were basically granted – I talked to Pat about this. We seem like this is the most logical thing to do. You were basically granted a uh, – and we, we might figure out – we might do like a little like curve grading – type deal where we where we each get to throw out our worst a week but for the time being at least you were granted with your average score of the week of like as the weeks have gone so even though you didn't get your picks in we gave you the your your average for the year which is nine points you tied with pat last week with nine points so i did not give you the bonus point i just gave pat the bonus point for that if that's fair yeah Okay, yeah. that that brings to, to, to recap the last couple of weeks of picks. You started off way ahead of us. You had a fucking hot run at the very beginning of the year. You got all the bonus points. And then basically ever since like week four, you haven't led. So me and Pat have been crawling back into this thing. And as they stand right now, you're in you're, you have a little bit more narrow lead. So you're at you're at one hundred and three total points. Pat is at ninety six and I'm at ninety nine. So 
which is crazy because Pat has – maybe I'll do like a little like uh, points breakdown at the end of the regular season, but I have the worst percentage of winning, but I have more points than Pat and almost more than you. And I think that has to do with the fact that I chase so many underdogs. I, I circle so many teams every single week that even though my yeah, – you've been going for broke. Even though my percentages aren't aren't great, I've been getting the double points a lot. And going into this week, I talked about this with Pat on the phone over the weekend. We agreed, and if you if you're on board with this, if you pick a double digit underdog, you get an extra point. So it's it, we we'd be adding another wrinkle into the season. So if you pick a double yeah. digit underdog, you get three points. Are you are you with that? Yeah, I'm like I'm with that. Okay. That so far would have only let's see only happened once you, with my pick. Bills and the yeah, the Bills, bills. And, yeah, that would have only happened once, yeah. Which we, we're not gonna count that that still counts as two, but go, going forward. No, of course, yeah. All right. So as it yeah, and then as it stands right now, it's looking like you and Pat are both gonna get the bonus point this week. Pretty Pretty underwhelming performance for all of us. Unless, I was going to say, I don't know how. I feel like all my picks were wrong this week. Unless, unless if uh, if if the football team wins this game, which they're it's it's currently nine to nine, the second half is about to start. Uh, you and Pat both have seven points, and I have five. But we all all three of us have the football team circled in in, in this game, so it could end up nine to nine to seven, which isn't I guess it's not good, but it's not not great. Um, Let's go ahead and let's Dude, look. While we're, while we're talking lines, did you see – we talked about it briefly before with Alabama not being the favorite. You know this is the first time Alabama's been an underdog since 2015? Excuse me? Yeah. Dude, that is I'm, – I'm like I'm like running everything back. I'm like, well, oh, no. Oh, man, no, it makes sense. That's fucking crazy. That means you definitely pick Alabama, right? No. Maybe that means we definitely pick Alabama. No, dude, don't know. <laughs> no, don't buy in, dude. Georgia's the better team. Ooh, I'm tempted, bro. I'm tempted. To, ooh, how do you not? Mm. Okay. I got a whole week to. Look, luckily, I've got to. Don't Saturday forget, to man. They've that. lost games since 2015. They just haven't been an underdog. Yeah, but like anytime Alabama loses, it's like. It's like a it's like a monumental thing. Well, true, and there's guys. Saban, you know, when he saw that line, he got a little hard. Chad, he he's forgotten what it's like to be an underdog. Dude, Chad Kelly had like several years in the NFL because he beat Alabama in college. It's true. Johnny Manziel was a first yeah. round draft pick because he beat Alabama. It's true. Guys, guys, yeah, these college these kids make millions of dollars because the one time they beat Alabama. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and let's get into our picks here. Um, yeah, let's rip these picks. Uh, so our Thursday night game this week, uh, I'm looking at this line and maybe I'm being fooled right now, but I'm looking at Cowboys minus four and a half. Uh, CD Lamb and Amari Cooper should be back, but it's I'm, I'm looking at four, minus four and a half for the boys on the road at Caesars Superdome. I think, yeah. I take the, Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys. That's the cow. That's the that's the cow. Pat, Pat's probably gonna pick no Mike Kings. McCarthy. I like him even better without Mike McCarthy. I'm also gonna take the Cowboys here. 
Cowboys for both of us. Yeah, no Mac McCarthy. Um, our Sunday slate starts off with the uh, the Cardinals are minus seven at the Bears. The Cardinals are coming off of their bye week. They're, they're, it's I can only imagine. I, I don't see any reason why Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins wouldn't be back for this game. Other than maybe the fact that they look at this and they go, it's the fucking Bears. Like, maybe we just give them one more week off. <laughs> no, they're back. They're back. Kyler Murray's doing his Thanos tweets that everybody's getting all weird about. Um, yeah. The Cardinals are going to slack the Bears. Yeah, at first, it, it, at first I thought we, – we've talked about this before. At first I thought that Kyler Murray was just like a really awkward, awkward kid that didn't know how to like talk to people. Now I'm just thinking that he's just one of these like – like Kanye West types, like just a super weird guy. No, he's just a dork, dude. All kids are dorks now, and we're not kids anymore. Yeah, you brought that up about Pat when we were talking about Pat Mahomes and Jackson Mahomes. Yeah. Um. Eagles at the Jets. Ew. Eagles at the Jets. I don't like this line. It's minus. The Eagles are minus six now. Also, this is a big week for road favorites. Big week for road favorites. Eagles minus six and a half at the Jets. Hmm. Where do I land on this? Because give me the the Jets are coming the off. Jets, the, you, you, give me the Jets to cover that, but not win. Okay. Um. I I, I like. I, I I don't I don't think what happened with the Eagles last week was alarming. I think the Eagles are still a good team. I still think they know their identity, and I don't see a I don't see a reason why the Jets can stop what the Eagles do well. And I don't like Zach Wilson against – I know the Eagles' defense isn't, you know, you know, burning the town down or anything like that, but I like the Eagles to cover. So I think the Eagles win by a touchdown. I'll take the Eagles. All right. All right. Next we've got the uh, the Colts are minus 8.5 at the Texans. Another big, big-time road. <sighs> I don't know, dude, because the – the Texans are like Give a dumpster. Colts cover. Colts cover. I I feel this. I feel like I'm with you there, but you know what? I I I like the te- I like I like a backdoor cover by the. I, I can see the Texans getting like a garbage time, bullshit something to cover eight eight and a half here. Give me. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Give me the Texans. You're, you're taking the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel I don't feel real great about this, which probably means that I'm gonna win it. So I'll take the Texans. Begrudgingly. All right, we got the Chargers at the Bengals. Bengals are minus three at home. And where do we start with this? Because it's like, on one hand, are we still? Are we? Do we still think the Chargers are good? Are they still just the Chargers? The Bengals. I feel like it's like what? The Chargers are good. Just the Bengals look very good. What, um, what iteration of the Bengals the, are we going to get? The are getting it done when they need to, and the Chargers are not. You said eight and a half? No, three. Eight and a half was the Colts against the Texans. Oh. Only three? Three-point favorites at home. Uh, I think I like the Chargers to – I think I'm going to circle the Chargers on this. I am too, actually. Okay. Three, I like that. I just – I can't – the Bengals are a team right now that I just – I can't trust them. When when the Bengals go out and do something great, I can't trust that because their defense is so fucking bad that I can totally see this being a game where Justin Herbert goes and, like, gets back on track. I can totally see Justin Herbert throwing, like, four touchdown passes and 
the Chargers defense steps up, and this will be this will be a game that next Monday we're talking about where the narrative is that oh the Chargers are back, the Chargers are, are actually for real, and the Bengals are actually just frauds. I that's that's what I'm envisioning right now. But yeah, we're on the same page. We're, we're both circling them. All right, next we've got – is this the biggest? No, it's not the biggest. We've got three double-digit spreads of the week. This is one of them, which uh, we talked about this during the break. I think it was during the break at least. We uh, Our new rule that we're implementing, uh, if you pick a double-digit underdog to win outright, you will get three points instead of two points. So this is one – we got, we got three, three picks here. Buccaneers are minus 11 at the Falcons. And the Falcons, what a gross line that is because the Falcons have been a team that have been, they've already, the one they've already played. So my knee jerk says, okay, they already played. The Falcons kind of played them tough for like three quarters. They kept it close for three quarters. And they're at home now. I can t- I, I'm going to take the Falcons to cover this. I am not. Um, the Falcons, even against the Jags, a better team, a more competent, cohesive team, comes back and beats the Falcons. Um, again, it's been the story since 28-3. to <laughs> Tell me if you've heard this one before. The Falcons can't close. Um, even if they get up somehow on Tom Brady, he's covering that spread. Give me the bucks. Does it change your mind at all if I take your own logic from earlier and throw it back at you and say that Tom Brady knows what he has to do and he knows he doesn't have to blow teams out and he knows that they've got the division locked up and that they just need to go out there and win this game not and they don't have to win by 11? Does that change your mind at all? No, even if Blaine Gabbert comes in, I don't care because Antonio Brown's also back. So I think they get a huge, huge lead in the first half. Okay. Uh, next game, we've got the we've the Giants at the Dolphins. Uh, Giants coming off of a, a decent win. Bo- both of these teams seem like they're kind of like figuring their shit out a little bit. I would say that I feel like this is my time, though. I feel like this is th- this feels like the right time to fade the Dolphins. It You're feels Giants. It feels it, it, it doesn't it. I just imagine, and maybe maybe this is like me just envisioning like shit that's happened in the past, but like. When I think of Danny Dimes, I think of when they went down to Tampa and he had that like two minute drill drive against the Buccaneers. Yeah, Thursday night. Yeah. No, it wasn't a Thursday night game. It was it was like his first big game. Monday night. It was a sun. It was a Sunday like day game, and Matt Gay had that like fifty no, yard walk off field night. goal against the Buccaneers. I'm talking about like a few years ago. This is like Danny Dimes' rookie year. Yeah, I am too. And Either way, they went down um, there, and it was like the Danny Dimes game. And I just for some reason I envision like. Danny Dimes going down to Florida, and like this is like his big game where it's like he makes some big plays. And I this ah. I've got a, I've got a gut. That's uh, I guess ultimately it comes down to I've got I've got a gut about that. I'm I'm gonna circle the Giants in this one. I'm taking the Dolphins. Also hammer the under. Sure, yeah. Giants. These are defenses. The the Dolphins defense is getting their shit together. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Giants win sixteen to sixteen to thirteen. Not even, dude. Give me like nine to six. <laughs> no way. <laughs> it's the <laughs> NFL, bro. Some some wacky shit's gonna happen. Our, our last game, our last game of the noon slate, 
or the one o'clock slate if you're on the Beast Coast. We've got the Vikings are minus seven at the Lions. Hmm. Damn, the, dude. Here we go. The Vikings. Two teams right, that I was done with are playing each other. The Vikings are a significantly better team than the Lions, but the Vikings also find some way to. to the Vikings are the Seahawks, bro. I I have to circle. I have to take the Vikings to cover here, just because the Lions. Everything that was good about them is now gone. Uh, DeAndre Swift looks like he's not going to play. Um, damn, man! I really I would love I would love to take the Lions, but I can't. Yeah, the I, lesser of two evils. The lesser of two evils, dude, is the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. I think I like I like the Vikings on this one a lot. Um, all right, let's get to our afternoon slate. Um, just. Quick glimpse at this. I, I I like a lot of these games. I think a lot. I think I think this whole after this whole late afternoon slate is going to be really fun to watch in red zone. First one we got the Jags at the Rams. This is the biggest spread of the week. The Rams are minus thirteen at home, and fuck me if that's not I, I, that just feels fucking hell yeah. Just, give me my three points. That just fucking give me feels, my three points, bro. That just feels disrespectful, bro. No, it doesn't. Yeah, it we're does. gonna go get to see Jalen Ramsey again, but the NFL is funny. Um, it's funny. We talk about the NFL the way religious people talk about God. They're like, God has a sense of humor. You know, strange things happen in mysterious ways. That's the way you and I talk about football. Because football's <laughs> our God. But yeah, dude, football does have a strange way. And uh, not only do the Jags win this game somehow, but Jalen Ramsey throws a fit and gets ejected somehow. And then I get that's this is my Super Bowl. But Jalen Ramsey, right? Like he has no reason to like. There's nobody on the other side of that football that he would have beef with or anything like that, right? He has a beef with everybody wearing that uniform and that logo. It's not just you. Don't think it's just Tom Coughlin? Like he just fucking hates Tom Coughlin. I don't know. Dude. I, hey, hey, look, I'm taking the Jacks to cover. I don't think the Rams win that game by 13 fucking points. I have no faith in the Rams at all. I think they beat the Jacks though. I know that you're picking the Jags because that's your that's your team. I'm not gonna knock that one bit. Go get I hope hey, I hope you go get go get your three points. But uh we'll go ahead and move on. Next game we get the uh, the football team who's currently hanging in there with the uh which f- fuck now that I'm looking at this, the football team has a better record than than the, the Seahawks. I didn't even realize for some reason I didn't even realize that the Seahawks were three and seven. But the, the football team, they're playing the Raiders at the Death Star. Raiders are favored by two and a half. And the ooh, look at that. JD McKissick with another touchdown. Two touchdowns for JD McKissick tonight. Um Yeah, me, it's JD McKissick's job to rob Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I feel big time robbed by the the auto draft thing on fucking fancy for taking Antonio yeah, Gibson. I knew I knew you were gonna say that. God. I'm not blaming that for my shortcomings right now, but I I, I did not want to pick Antonio Gibson in that in, in that draft. Um give me the Raiders to cover two and a half, bro. I like the I think the Raiders are a solid team. I like I like Rich Basicchia. I like I like Derek Carr. I like a lot of things the, the, a lot of the things that the Raiders are doing right now. Especially, I like that line too. Give me the Raiders, yeah. yeah. Raiders, Raiders. All right, next we got the the Ravens coming off of their uh, underwhelming performance against the Browns. Uh, they're at Pittsburgh. 
we've said this before. Steelers, home underdogs. Tomlin, you told me to remind you about this next time this happens. Steelers are home underdogs against the Ravens. Minus three, Ravens minus three and a half. And I'm kind of in the camp of what? Circle Pittsburgh. Circle Pittsburgh. All right. Only because I, this is, you're right. You reminded me. I told you, <clears throat> you can, ne- yeah. Yep. I'll have to go run this back real quick. Math checks out here. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Let me, let me, let me run this back real quick. Pittsburgh Steelers. I have. Why am I not seeing the Steelers on this? Did they not fucking play last week? What the fuck's going on? No, okay, there it is. I circled. Yeah, they, they got slacked by Cincinnati. I circled the Steelers last week. I circled the Steelers the week before that. <laughs> I circle. I feel like I have been so fucking high on the Steelers this year. You've been you've been taking the Steelers like I take the Lions. I feel like I've been circling the Steelers every single fucking week. Yeah, dude. I, I'm running this. I'm I'm running back through the notebook right now, and I have. Oh, I did circle the Steelers. That okay. So they've been they've I've been living by the sword and dying by the sword. They've got me two points a few times, but I've also had to uh, cross them out. I'm done. I'm done circling the Steelers, bro. I'm done. I don't care. I don't care about Tomlin at home. Tomlin can only do so much. Uh, I, you know what? I'll say this. I'm gonna pick the Steelers to cover that, but they don't. They don't win the game. I'm circling them just because I, I forgot that I reminded. Time travel. I told you to remind me. You reminded me. Have to. Have okay. to circle them. All right. Next, we've got the 49ers. Are, God, this seems like the easiest fucking line of the week. Dude, move this fucking line. Dude, the 49ers are minus two and a half at the Seahawks. Ugh. Niners are hot. Um... Yeah, give me the Niners to cover that. Easy, bro. That is not even – that's nothing. I don't trust it, dude. Circle the Seahawks. Circle the – all right, I'll circle the three and seven Seahawks for you who are losing right now to the Washington football team. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, the game – oh, this is – sorry, not the last game. We got our Sunday night game. How could I forget about my Chiefs? Broncos at the Chiefs. This is our last double-digit spread of the week. Broncos at the Chiefs. Chiefs are minus an even 10. Yeah. Give me the Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. Take you the Chiefs. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do something that I have not done since week one. Um, I'm actually going to take the Broncos to cover that. I think the Chiefs win that game, definitely. I totally – Unfucking believable Not unbelievable, bro. It's oh, not, fucking, is where not, is Pat, dude? I need Pat right now. Dude, no, the Broncos. Dude, I'm telling dude, you right now, bro, the fucking, Broncos. Are you fucking Dude, serious? the Broncos are. Are you fucking serious the, right now? Dude, this guy. I mean, dude, gosh. Dude, the Broncos. This guy. He's a Broncos fan. Dude, yeah, I, you're right, Pat. I agree. This guy's not even a Chiefs fan. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. The Broncos are a fucking Oregon Trail team, bro. They're covering wagons. They um, Fucking believable. Especially a ten. I'm texting Pat right now. Especially a ten point spread, dude. I'm give me the Pat right now. Give me the Broncos all day long to cover that shit. Go ahead and text Pat. I don't care. I, I don't. Am. I feel. I feel no shame in this pick. As soon as I saw that line, I, the first thing I thought was, "God, man, 
this is I'm gonna I'm gonna get roasted for this because I'm gonna take the Broncos to cover ten. It's so fun. And hey, I said at week one, I was I was I I I don't like picking against my own team, but I also I like getting points. And the Broncos cover that. Not easy. I, I could I could uh, I'm envisioning like a uh, when I when I close my eyes and I think about the final score of this game, I see it something in the ballpark of like thirty one to thirty one to fucking twenty three or something like that. I see the Chiefs walking out of this game with their heads held high, feeling really good about the final score, but also 10 points is a lot of fucking points in, in the NFL, and the Broncos are a good team. Hopefully Pat's looking at his phone and I get his take because I just told him what you did. Jesus Christ. Um, Our Monday night game, though, Monday, dude, Monday night, they saved the probably the most anticipated game of the week for Monday night. This is going to be fun to watch when we record our pod next week. Patriots at the Bills, bro. Bills are minus three against the This is the red, most important game in the AFC of the season. The red hot fucking Patriots going into Buffalo. Dude, this this game is gonna feel I feel like this you game is gonna Bills feel are minus three. Bills are minus three, bro. And I feel like everybody on planet Earth is, is circling the Patriots. I'm not. You taking the Bills? I am. I, I if you if before we had talked about the Patriots, I would have circled them. But when you ran over the list of the six-game winning streak, who they've beaten, I feel much more down to earth about like, oh yeah, the Patriots are on a run. They haven't done any. They haven't. Uh, it just sucks because the the Bills have looked so sus. I um, could. I mean, if you want, if if you if you want me to balance things out, I can run you through the list of teams the Bills have beaten. Right, which puts them back on an even plane, and. On an even plane, I look at the rosters. I look at them going to Buffalo, and I like the Bills. I've been waiting for this. I dude, like this a lot. I am hyped to watch this game. Dude, the, C- dude, the yeah. Seahawks suck. Dude, the Circle Seahawks, the wagons. The Seahawks are not good. Um, yeah, they're not. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go. I mean. If you, it, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. In, insert insert old geezer take. Smoke him if you got him. Fucking let the good times roll. Yeah, yeah. Give me the fucking circle the pats, bro. They've been beating not not just winning games, but like they haven't even no, been I'm sitting on my in, laurels here, dude. In question, I'm sitting on my laurels. Especially this just feels like more than anything. This feels like a game where the Patriots go. And there hasn't been like a big like emotional anything for the Patriots. They've just been going there, doing their thing that they've been doing for 20 fucking years now. So now they're due. They're due. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely take the paths. Hey, I know you gotta, I know you gotta run. You gotta go off the Betty by, you got your, your, your shifts and everything. Your, uh, your life is much more hectic and on a much more stringent schedule than mine is. So I will edit this podcast and get it out for our listeners while you go to bed. You got any closing, closing thoughts for tonight? Nah, dude, just just happy I got to watch some football this week. Hell I don't yeah, know. Bro. They're bringing I don't back. Know if I'm going to get to on Sunday yet. But I, I don't know if you see it. I do. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've been seeing it on your stream, but they've been bringing back that whole like Feliz Navidad like Corona commercial with like the the one palm tree that gets lit up. Gross. You don't like that? I, I think it's nice and simple. It's the worst Christmas song of all time. They don't play the fucking song, but they just. They just bring up the little Feliz Navidad 
graphic. Oh, uh, I have the stream going. I just said it's muted, so I don't know what the audio is. But oh yeah, yeah they that's don't the worst Christmas song ever. No, they don't. They don't play that song. Um, Dude, I used to be on a watch team with a guy in Virginia. Shout out Maslanka. He and his friends, when he was on a submarine, had this running bet on who could go the most consecutive years without hearing the song Feliz Navidad. <laughs> and he was on like an all time tear, dude. I remember one night it came, it was coming up on the radio, and he could just feel it coming on the in the watch room, and he sprinted out of there. I remember we tried to catch him in the parking lot, dude. He was like walking to his car, and we would drive by with our windows down and play the song and he would cover his ears and just hit the deck like on straight asphalt. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, he's still on his run of what would now be a decade of avoiding that song. So good for you, Benny. Glad you uh, have avoided the shittiest Christmas song of yeah. all time. Hey, since we're getting, we're getting closer and maybe, maybe we'll do a little bracket some, some, somewhere down, down the road. Do you have like a, do you have like a go-to, Christmas song that you fuck with that you're like, you're totally cool with even after all these years. No Christmas music sucks. What? Well, come on, bro. You, you, you called me a fucking Scrooge last weekend for not picking the lions. That's a terrible take. Sorry. Christmas music sucks. Write about, some new shit. There's like five Christmas songs. What about Christmas movie? What's your go-to Christmas movie? Die hard. No, I'm kidding. That's a fucking lame hack. Twitter take. What's your what's your favorite um, Christmas movie? No, honestly, movie? of actual Christmas movies, um, I'm a huge fan of the Muppet Christmas Carol. I like that actually. I like that pick. Okay, I think you'll like Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, it's a I, good one. I think you'll like my pick too. Uh, Tim Allen's the the Santa Claus. Love that movie. It's a good one. That's a, a good, good one. movie. The sequels are retarded, but yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, the sequels. Yeah, the sequels kind of dumb. Whatever. Whatever. But I just like uh, I'm a big fan of the concept of of uh, the Santa Scott, Claus. You like, gained sixty pounds in a, yeah. a week. <laughs> <laughs> just like the idea of like you you killed Santa, so now now you're Santa. <laughs> uh, fun fun movie autism fact. Uh, Tim Allen actually gained all that weight, like for real. Whoa! I did not know that. Yeah, there's a lot of behind the scenes snapshots if you just Google image Tim Allen on the set of him being fat as shit and eating celery and carrot sticks and stuff. Cause he was like, all right, like while they were filming and he was fat, he's like, I have to start losing this weight. Like right now <laughs> because he legit gained like 50 pounds. Jeez, that dude, That's <laughs> fucking nuts. Dude. Also shout out. We did a, we did a snack bracket for like foot, like uh, football snacks during the off season. And uh veggie tray was on there as like a 16 seed. And we just shit on the whole veggie tray thing. It was granted, it was going up against wings in the first round, so it never stood a chance. But right. I have been eating hummus and carrots and celery like every single Sunday for football snacks this week. And it's a banger. You know what I've been eating every it, Sunday? It, it's actually a banger of a football snack. I, I should have been it, it didn't no, it's it, not. it, it no, didn't it's deserve not. To, it didn't deserve to be a sixteen seed. Yes, it did. No, it didn't, dude. Stop it. Anyway, what, what, what I've been eating buffalo chicken dip like it's going out of stock. Buffalo dude. Yeah, buffalo chicken dip, of course. But, dude, the thing I like about carrots and celery and hummus, it's so easy to just fucking cut up some celery real quick. Yeah, because it sucks. Whatever. I'm not going to I'm not gonna listen to this right now. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks again, everybody. We got, got a, a couple hours of football talk for you. Have a good week. We'll talk to you guys next week when we get to watch the fucking Bills and the Patriots next Monday night. So pumped for that. Yeah, big pumped. All right, let's go ahead and rip the uh, – Rip the second half of the theme song. It's the theme.